Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-host. We've got the one and only Lord of the Land, Seth Vilo. It is I again for another session. Hello. (laughs) And we've got the cheery as always, Claude Nine. How did duty? Fuckle crew. Yeah. We're here to talk everything from Pokemon, from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. I am very excited. I do need to do a quick shout out though to uh, my friends uh, at work. We have to shout out to Kavir, to Brent, to Amber, to Kelsey, to Kurt, and to Mike. Thank you guys for uh, being good friends. And of course, to Ryan. Of course, to Ryan. Of course, to Ryan. Of course. Hi, Ryan. Shouting. <laughs> shouts. Shout to the friends, to the heavens. I'm not going to do this bit. I'm going to stop now. I think yeah, we're please. good. Uh, welcome to the Buckle Podcast, though. A nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. And we're just here to talk and chill and hang out. I, I've had a good week. I So, Seth. Uh, and Claude, I guess, because you both are very <laughs> into this. Uh, I am. You know what's really bad is so last no, week we did I don't we know did really bad. We did the monotype team for the Pokemon of the episode. Yes, <laughs> I know it. it was wonderful. I have been playing so much monotype. <laughs> yes. Uh, then I found out Little Cup was having a suspect test. Yes, oh, they were. No. Uh, they're having a suspect test of Diglett because that's yep. just what that's just what Little Cup does. Every it's about mm-hmm. time to test Diglett again. It, it's always time to test Diglett. That's what I've learned about Little Cup. Well, with Terra, it becomes it's it, it's you know better and worse. I both agree and disagree. Like Diglett's not that bad, but like at the same time, like yeah, okay. I mean, if you ban Diglett, I'm not going to be upset. Exactly. I uh, so I started playing Little Cup again, <laughs> and my new favorite thing in Little Cup is Quaxley. Quaxley is incredible in Little Cup. Yes. Okay, Quaxley gets Moxie, Seth, okay? And Rapid Spin. And yeah. Roost. And Roost, yeah. So all you have to do is Rapid Spin, like, once, maybe twice, and then you just outspeed everything. Yeah, Qua- the Quaxley line's so weird with all of its weird utility, but also not utility yes. stats. You just outspeed everything, and then uh-huh. it gets Moxie, so every time you knock out, you're just snowballing, and then Quaxley's just good. I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Quaxley is just really fun in Little Cup. I'm having mm-hmm. a good time playing Little Cup, and I will continue to do so while I figure out the meta, because I figure I forget about a lot of the new abilities and what new Pokemon have as abilities. Have you tried out... Have you used Voltorb at all? Uh, no. Voltorb is amazing. The one that I found, like, really fun utility out of is Shrudel. Shrudel is a lot of fun. 
Yeah, because it gets unburdened, right? Yep. And so you can just, you can pull unburdened shenanigans with base 18 speed, and that's phenomenal. So here's the thing. Uh, when I when it first came out, I, I ended up hitting, like, top, like, 100-ish on the ladder, like, when Sterling Valley just came out, based around Voltorb, because you can just Terra Ice and click Terra Ice or Electric, and everything just dies. That is probably true. It's basically, it's Reggie Alecki, but in Little Cup. I had to search every every dark corner, every spider web in my brain to remember what Shrutal was. Dude, Shrutal is the pre-evolution of, what's that Pokemon? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Grafii. And don't you feel bad for putting it in your bottom five? So like, I knew, I know Shrutal, but I don't know the, what does it evolve into? I see it, Grafii. Grafii, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it evolved. That's why I I don't remember it because Grafii isn't good. No, Grafii is <laughs> pretty good. I'm gonna deny you. You can deny me all you want. It you know what's worse? Make it untrue. You know what's worse is this is a TCG episode, and I totally right. uh, haven't been playing a ton, though I have been playing a ton like <laughs> recently. Mostly because this meta really bums me out because everything's too good. If that makes sense, like yeah, everything's good this meta. So there's nothing like. There's only like Lugia, where it's very centralizing, and you can just play counter Lugia decks, and you're fine. It's, you can play whatever you want, and you're probably, you can still lose. You can just lose, because the other yeah. deck has a better turn than you, which is both great and terrifying. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, but I, I'm done talking. I'm going to let you guys talk. Anything cool and new up with you? Not since last week, no. That's true, you were on last week. I learned how expensive electrical work is in your house. That's Dude. something. Okay, what did you get done in your house, though? I'm having a plug installed so I can have That's a it? disposal unit. You can do it yourself. But my box is really far away, and it has to be direct-circuited because that's the code in Georgia. No, that, actually, if it's direct-circuited and it's, like, in the basement versus upstairs, that is a lot. Yep. Yes, it is. That's a lot to do on your own. <laughs> yep. I don't trust myself. My hair is poofy enough as it is. I don't need it to have any reason to be fluffier. So, like, I don't want to. I don't want to like inspire people to do their own electrical work and like no. safely. So, in my basement, I did all new lights, right? Mm-hmm. Because we had these really bad fluorescent fixtures in the basement when we bought it, and so I decided, you know what, I'm going to buy these LED lights that look like can lights. And one, I really love them. They're great now that they're installed. But during the installation, the previous owner did not label the circuits very well at all in the basement. Ay, oh, goodness. So I did buy, I did buy, for the record, I did buy like one of like the little circuit testers, because you can buy these. These are really cool, um, uh-huh. where they detect whether current is flowing through a wire, even if the wire is termi- isn't terminated properly or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I do recommend you buy these, but like sometimes it'd be like, oh, I trusted this wire over here was fine, and this one should be on the same circuit, but it definitely wasn't. So definitely oh. be careful, family. <laughs> definitely be careful doing your own electrical work and maybe hire a professional. Get professional people, please. Yeah, please. definitely. Definitely get professionals. Hmm, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the chances of you dying aren't like 100%, but they are higher than zero if you don't do it. Shocking. So definitely. Uh, huh? Huh? Shocking? Shocking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I definitely recommend... Definitely recommend hiring an expert, or at least somebody. At least somebody like trace out the circuit panels for you. They right? may charge a lot. D- yeah, huh? exactly. I I definitely recommend it in retrospect. That's what I was looking for. 
Yeah, uh, an electrician. Yes. Are you doing electrical work right now, Claude? Are you, <laughs> no. Are you at your circuit breaker right now? No, <laughs> I decided I wasn't interested and started looking up uh, Pokemon <laughs> cards on TCG Player. <laughs> what were you looking up? Say that again. <laughs> Pokemon cards on TCG oh, Player. Oh, Pokemon cards oh. in general. I'm sorry, our conversation wasn't electrifying. <laughs> I just didn't care anymore. I was like, all right, let me let me figure out something else to keep me busy. This isn't illuminating, is it? Um, ah. Uh, at least I'm honest. It, I did, that's true. But yeah, 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 it's been a fun week. It's been a very good week. I, I really liked last episode, but I'm very excited to talk today because I get to like nerd out over very specific things. <laughs> because I am very excited for the next meta, and I'm very excited to talk about this meta and why I'm not a very big fan of it. <laughs> and I think it's mostly because I've been spoiled that we've had the same meta for like six months. Yeah. Well, yep, and we'll get into the problems with it, because there are problems. Oh, absolutely. I do not disagree with either meta. There were 100% problems. And I think that's the case with every meta. Yep, there's always something. Yeah, I think there's always a problem. Like, there's no such thing as a perfect meta. I don't think there ever will be. But yes, 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 yes. Welcome to the Puckle Podcast, and we're going to talk to you about everything. Everything, Every single thing. Everything. Nothing nothing old, nothing new. It's just going to be everything. It's going to cover 100% of all Pokemon. But yes, until then, we are going to kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. Just in. Welcome Slur. to the news. In the news, we've got a few things to talk about. First of all, it was Golden Week in Japan, so things didn't really happen. <laughs> Pokemon did. Pokemon and Nintendo did play. Clefairy says on Twitter, though, uh, wouldn't be too shocked to see a new trailer for the DLC within the next month or so, probably early July. Um, Nintendo hasn't announced any hasn't announced any summer plans yet in the absence of E3. But they do have financial data releasing next week, so if nothing else, we will get sales numbers. Wow, I love that the news is, there will be news. Yeah, the news uh, is. Insert like that radio breaking. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, the news today. There will be news next week, maybe. Maybe. Hopefully in the future at we 11. will have something. Yep, 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 yep. All right, well, we're going to move it on to Scarlet and Violet News with Seth Vilo. Da, 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 da. The next seven star raid has probably been announced. Um, I don't know I, that it has it actually. Yeah. I don't think it has. Been. <laughs> it, it has not. It has not been announced. Breaking! At all. It's not. I'm just getting from the uh, from the editors in the back that it's not been updated. We don't know it. Wait, no, wait. Do we? It's a repeat or something. Inteleon. Oh, it's just Inteleon again. This is Teleon repeat. Wonderful. Okay, moving on. More at 11. And, and now down to our field reporter, Claude, with the go. Claude, what do you got out there? On the go, here we have a val- a Valorous event. Hero event starts May 11th. It adds a special Ponyta and Mega Pinsir into the game. Hisui and Avalog and Braviary will be in three-star raids if you want them. Wow, that sounds awesome. In other news, on Go Community Day this month, it will feature the good old fox, Fennekin. It'll be May 21st, and will not only give Delphox Blast Burn, but also give access to Mystical Fire as a non-CD move. In addition, 
For Go specifically, April was a five-year low for earnings, supposedly. Niantic says the estimates are incorrect and are happy that their changes have increased in-person rating. Back to you, Claude, in the field. <laughs> yes, uh, we have some upsetting news with TCGO as it Ooh. sunsets and leaves on June 5th. Oh, dear. <sighs> Sounds like we got to get our migrations done by June 5th, everybody. 5th of june Actually, actually, okay, so I do want to make the clarification. You do not need to get your migration done by that date. Migrations will still be available after that date. Are, will they? I've seen that they're shutting yeah. down the servers. No, they are shutting. No, no, they are shutting they down are, the server. No, no, they no. are killing TCGO. No, no. By my understanding, they are killing TCGO. But they did actually make the clarification that you will be able to make the changes. You will still be able to migrate oh, okay. afterwards. Yeah, but you can't um, okay. like buy anything or go into the old game. Anymore. No, no, no. You will not be able to go into TCGO and experience yeah. Pokemon as it once was. Yeah. yeah. In other news. Uh, PTCG Live leaves beta June 8th with the release of Paldea Evolved. Woo! It is completely ready for this not beta. 100%. I didn't realize Although if you log in now, you can get cool little, like, deck boxes that say, Hi, I participated in the beta when it was bad. Well, so the same thing happened... Okay, so, like, we all talk about how bad TCG Live is compared to PCGO, but I played in the beta of PTCGO, and it was bad back then. Uh, uh-huh. So I I definitely don't want to blame PTCG Live for not being ready, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't I don't want to be bad at it because I think I think it is an okay client and I actually really appreciate it being available on mobile, which is something yeah. that is desperately nice. needed for years. And not something you had to go find the random APK and hope that it worked on your phone well. Absolutely. Enough. Exactly. It was annoying. Well, even then if you were an iPhone user, you were just out of luck. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that's I I still believe that iPhone holds a significant market share in mobile devices. I think it's yeah, the biggest by far. It, it does. Yep. So I, I definitely do Gross. agree I agree with Pokemon Live existing and the concept yeah. of live, but I yeah, I think this is a really the good client. Implementation. The the client needs some work. And it's yeah. it's shockingly simple work that I think it needs. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it hasn't happened scares me. Mm-hmm. Though maybe by the time at least well. beta, beta on uh, June 5th, maybe they'll clean it up to the point where scoop-up networks. Exactly. No. Maybe. That's maybe. Work. To be fair, to be fair, I am waiting for Pokemon to announce that Expanded no longer goes all the way to black and white, but goes back to like right. sun and moon. That's too much. Rotating Expanded would be an interesting move. Please rotate Expanded. For the love of God. <laughs> I mean, either that or they just create a slightly less extend, expanded. That is what I, exactly what I'm ex- explaining. No, but I'm saying you keep expanded as everything black and white forward. That's so you complicated. Add, you that's add so- another one that's like, all right, now it's just XY forward or XY that's, to this point. That's so complicated. I'm, I'm thinking like uh, Magic has modern and legacy and all these various different metas. That I don't think Pokemon into the real opinion section of the news here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really don't think that Pokemon can handle such a thing. They can barely handle standard. And I can't yeah. handle a potato. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thanks, Claude. Thanks, Claude. Um, I be, I will be sure to never send you a potato. Oh, I, I would eat it. Only squash. <laughs> Only squash. Well, that taco place we went to is pretty good. So, oh, yeah, uh, it was really good. That was actually really good. Anyways. You missed out, Seth. Oh. We, we had tacos. If you could come tacos. to 
Texas. Well, we can get tacos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeehaw and all that. Next, next time I'm in San Antonio, which probably will actually be not infrequent. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to do a Puckle's Pokey Prediction. Uh, it's a TCG episode, so looking to the future. If Champions Festival sees widespread play because of the next set in Gardevoir, will life make it craftable or available in some way? Or could you guess how high the SV sales numbers will be next week? Um, I I do not think that it will be craftable. Um, I, think I don't they, think it's good. I think Pokemon is st- stubborn, and it is also like one card in one deck. Um, and I still think that after Paldea Evolved comes out, multiple decks will be viable. The thing is, the Champions Festival gets a lot better as a card when... Uh, the next set comes out. It's, it's really that that's pushing a lot of the popularity is anticipation for things in the next set. I don't think it'll be craftable in live. That I guarantee. I don't think it will, will be it made more available. I don't even think they'll make an equivalent stadium or anything yeah. like that. I just think they'll kind of let it be. And if you have the money to buy a, one or two of them that Guard of War wants then you just can, and that's all they'll do other than I've seen some talk of, I don't think this will happen, but they may ban it in, like, Standard. That may be the only card banned in Standard is Champions Festival because it's causing such a weird ripple. So yeah, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't I would be see surprised. that as more likely. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. If they banned, they, so they banned cards in Standard before. Yeah, but it's very infrequent. Very. Yeah, I think the last time I can think of it is Lysander's trump card. Honestly, yeah, there might have been something, but yeah, that's the only one I could immediately recall. Yeah, I think Lysander's trump card they one hundred percent banned. I I could I don't I don't know. Maybe they'll do it if it becomes that unfair. They've been really good mm-hmm. about prices lately. Yeah, like and secondhand card. Yeah, they've been actually really good about it. I mean, we just got. I mean, as of recording today, we just got the Palkia V Star deck, which is kind of insane yep. to think about. It looks really good. Yeah, which is kind of insane to think about. Uh, that they're just like a year after the card came out, they're just like, here's the deck that's like meta available. So, and, yeah, go ahead, Claude. No, this is this is like slightly off topic, but I've watched like a series on YouTube where someone like basically goes from a budget like starter base deck of Yu Gi Oh, I think three copies of that, and then uh, just Z or whatever yes, his name that's exactly is. what I'm talking yeah. about. Or he just goes through like playing the game properly, buys just packs and whatnot, and then trades. Doesn't buy anything online, and he went from, uh, what's it, just three starter decks into playing at, like, the European Championships and, like, making day two. Yeah, I believe it really trades well. and packs. And, like, That's I thought that was such a cool thing. series. I, I don't just, think, like, I don't think this is as you applicable. can easily do something like that with Pokemon. Like, super uh, easy. I don't want to claim that you can, only because Pokemon's meta shifts a lot more than Yu-Gi-Oh's. Uh, um, yeah. I think I think in Yu-Gi-Oh. I think Mew, and I think no. I I think Mew and Mew's also not good, but that's a completely different story that we can. That's a completely different fight that we can have later. Okay. Um, I I don't think that Mew is as good as you want to believe it is. Um, no, I don't think it is either. I'm just saying you could do it though with a deck like Mew. You you could you could I do agree with that. I just don't believe like Mew is a special beast. You could, because if you look at something like Palkia, Palkia was good because of cards all the way from D block to F block. And because of rotation, we lost a lot of those D block cards that are no longer good. I mean, like a very good example of this is just Capacious Bucket. Losing Bucket is yes. a killer of Palkia, right. in my opinion. And 
I, I mean, I think we'll get some kind of recompense in Paldia Evolved when we get Xian Pao, but it's not going to be as simple. Oh, I understand. As, like, as it uh, agreed, was. Like, the, the next battle deck that was revealed is supposed to be Chen Pao. So, like, you could easily do it Absolutely. with something like that. Absolutely. I do not disagree with you. Um, I believe Chen Pao is a very good card, and um, we'll see some play alongside Palkia. I'm sure you can find a fun deck with that. But it's not, like, Palkia isn't as good right now. It might be good um, once we get uh, Chen Pao. I, I think time has yet to tell, though. I, w- I would love for, like, I want what you said, Claude. Like, I would love for Pokemon to exist where you could buy th- two or three of a V battle deck and be able to just do super well. Because well, I think accessibility well, thing, like, is a problem. Well, the whole point of the, the series was that he starts out with, you know, nothing. And then, you know, through buying packs and trading with players, he's able to make a competitive, like, truly, truly competitive deck over time. And I, I just thought it was a fun concept that I'd love to see done with Pokemon. I want Pokemon to be that accessible. I think it's dumb that it can't happen right now. So, like, if it can happen, I'd feel very, 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 very good. Well, at least we're not in a situation where adults can't buy Pokemon cards like some other places. Dude, that's a good thing. Right? Let's not not even touch that. (laughs) All right. I am excited to see how quickly Paldea Evolved sells out. I don't think it's going to sell out as badly as it did in Japan. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and that's only but because I think they've ramped up production of Pokemon cards yeah. so crazy in the U.S. Compared, like, I don't think Japan had the same swarm during COVID hit it as the U.S. did. I don't know about that one. I just don't know. It could uh, be, could not be. From my understanding. Uh, but I think the U.S. I You don't hear stories of, like, Japanese players or Japanese collectors literally sticking trackers on trucks that are delivering product. Yeah, no. You only hear about that in the U.S. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe, just maybe, it might be a Japanese problem. How many, how many hundreds of dollars is Full Art Iono going to go for in the U.S.? Yeah, uh, one hundred, exactly. One hundred? Yes. Ah, uh, no, no, no. So if we, Three. if we, if we look at now that Miriam is sixty something, yes, and that's yeah. after the hype. Yep. And Iono being a playable card. Yes. A four of in a lot of decks. I've seen, I don't see a lot of fours. I see a lot of threes and twos. I haven't seen a lot of fours recently. Oh, I'm looking, I'm, I'm building Arceus decks. That's why. Okay. Fair enough. I'm in. Oh, you're a bad player. (laughs) That's why. The stuff that I've looked at is closer to like, I've seen a lot of twos. I've seen a lot of threes. I have not seen a lot of fours. Granted, I'm looking at one now and there's a four. I'm excited though. It'll be a lot. So a very viable card that's only going to be viable for the entirety of its thing. I think you're going to easily double that, if not triple it. Like, what's the current most expensive card right now? Well, in Japan, it's Ayano. (laughs) No, no, I meant, like, in the U.S., like, over the past, like, in standard. It's Miriam. No, I think, well, in standard, I think it's, what? Champions Festival. Yeah, if you think of festival. Besides that, but, like, I'm, like, is it, like, uh, one of the alternate Lugias, or is it Giratina? Altart Lugia I have no idea. is Altart Lugia. It's I think right the now scope is probably of what I was prepared for. Yeah, I don't know what the price of Altart Lugia is because Lugia bad. Um, but yeah, it's okay. like, but like I'm like I'm thinking it could easily hit two hundred. I don't like, think it'll go above two hundred, but I think it will stay around two hundred. I do. Fair. I don't. Yeah, I I agree. Well, the problem with Iano and 
which is hard to predict the price. Like, are we talking full art auto, or are we talking like illustration yeah. or all art? Illustration oh, yeah. is oh, the only one. Oh no! Oh yeah, that'll be even worse because, <laughs> oh, no. like, because, like, I think the full art prices have stayed pretty reasonable, all things considered, because the pull rates are so good um, in the U.S. Um, that I'm not really too concerned about it being like too crazy high. Yeah, I, I fully expect like full art Iono to be around fifty, and then the uh, what's it called, secret rare to be like two hundred plus. Yeah, I could see the secret rare being pricey only because yeah. it's the secret rare. All right, so Altar uh, Lugia, Altar Lugia, Lugia by the way, one seventy. Yeah, one seventy. So I, I would say it's going to be higher than that. And it would be closer to like two hundred. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Only because the rarities. I I don't know if I. Yeah, <laughs> just because the pull rates have been so good. You're all right, even if the pull rates are better. It's good. It's because of how you you how much you need the card, and there's some people that want to bling out their deck. So it's it's not like something what? like Lugia where you only need like two or three. Who would vari- do that? Variants of it. You would need up to four, depending on your deck. I can't wait to riffle shuffle for Hayano. <laughs> and a couple champion festival as well. Why not? Just, yeah, just why not? because. Just to like really ruin somebody's day. Guy flips over a Ralts across the table. You riffle shuffle him after every search. Oh my, you're not allowed to do that. Well, you shouldn't do that. Um, to like not be a, you know, a complete D bag, but. Yeah, I, I, absolutely allowed to though you are technically allowed to seth and i don't agree with you uh, if you're then, gonna play the cards you have to be prepared for that yeah so i'm gonna say but yeah okay that's where we're gonna leave it um we're yeah. gonna go ahead and we're gonna kick things over to puckles pokey quiz we're gonna quiz everybody on their innate pokemon knowledge Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Trivia. Thank you for that introduction. Our first question this week is going to come to you from Jay Burkett 2. What dual typing has the most resistances slash immunities? Dual typing has yes. the most? Okay. Didn't we do this one recently? I don't know. Oh, I heard this somewhere else. Okay, never mind. I got it. Uh, do you got uh, it? It's Steel Electric. Yeah, Magnazone and that whole thing. Is that yeah, your final the, answer? The resistances don't overlap for electric in that. It's only compounding on the ground. It compounds yep. on ground. I it's think only that. neutral to water. Water is neutral. I know fire, ground, fighting are still super effective. It, yeah. So that brings it to like so you, 15, 12 resistances, one immunity. Fairy neutralizes a lot of them. So yeah, I think I think steel electric is correct. Steel electric is your final answer? Yeah, why not? Sure, yeah. That is correct. With 11 resistances and one immunity, Steel Electric is the top choice. 
I don't know where I heard that recently, but I, in the past week, I, I heard something. I'm like, oh, cool. That's good. Important. That's important and useful to know. Huh. Well, that works. I'm glad you heard it. <laughs> okay. I'm about to ramp up the difficulty on you guys. Oh, no. Oh, good. This is from Mull Coffee. Out of all nine starter trios, only one line can mo- learn the move Confusion. Who is that Pokemon? Oh. All right. Is, um, it, is it not Fennekin? I would imagine it's that. That would make the most sense. Um, all right. Confusion. Let me go through the mind. Um, yeah. It's not Charmander. It's not Squirtle. It's not Bulbasaur. No. Nothing from it's Gen not 2 because C- they all suck. It's not Cyndaquil. It's not, it's not those. Nothing Gen, Gen 3. 3. I don't believe it's any of those. Nope, nothing four. I don't believe it's four. Five, no. Six is It could be Fennekin. Seven. Uh, Seven. Something tells me Poplio could learn it. That would make sense. And then... But I don't think so. Eight. No, not eight. No, none of them. Nine, most recent, no. So it's one of two answers in my opinion. I think the Fennekin line makes a lot more sense, but I could see it being Poplio. Because that said it was hard. It's making me think it's not that line. Um, I know that Psychic was a really common move on um, Poplio's final for a long time. Primarina? Yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of it. So it's got the propensity for Psychic moves, so it makes sense. Unless we're just way overthinking this and it's just straight up Fennekin line. I think, I think they think, focus I, more on fire than anything. But it, it, is it anywhere in the line or just the... Anywhere like, in the line. Anywhere in the line. Gosh, now it makes me feel like there's something I'm missing somewhere. Because I feel like that'd be a, a very Brex and learn, or move to learn. Yeah. But they kind of focused on, like, the mystical fire bit. Like, they went really deep into the fire. They didn't have a lot in the way of psychic moves, as far as I recall. Like, psychic was their option. Then if it's not that, then I, I, I honestly then I have no idea. A Poplio um, line, I think. I think that's, honestly, I'm feeling more that than the other. What was the middle form? Uh, uh, Midleo. Brion. Thank you. Brion. Okay. Sounds like confusion. Yep. I think we have See? to go with that. Um, granted, uh, even that, I don't know if it learns it. <laughs> he said anywhere in the line, so... Uh, yeah, but uh, now now I'm worried it's gonna be something dumb like Rowlet. No, it's gonna we're gonna be dumb with it. I I vote Poplio. Okay, let's Done. go for it. Boom, lock in. Poplio, just tell me I'm wrong. Is unfortunately incorrect. Yeah, the answer is going to shock you. What? Be prepared. Be prepared. Rowlet. Squirtle. What? Squirtle learns it only in Generation Two as a egg move via breeding. What? Uh, yep. Are you kidding me? No, I'm All not right. kidding you, sir. Okay, so at least we weren't like close. You uh, got the makes type you right. Feel a little better. You got the type right. If that makes hey, sense. there we did. I'm not going to give you a third of a point for that, but I will uh, give you a pat on the back. Okay, I'll take it. All right, your next question is your Pokedex entry question. As always, it is going to be from the Fable Flygon. It's Pokemon Sword entry reads, This Pokemon's tiny wings have some scientists saying that this Pokemon used to fly through the sky in ancient times. Who's that Pokemon? Um, Sigilith. <laughs> no. This Pokemon's um, tiny wings have some scientists saying mm-hmm. that this Pokemon used to fly through the sky in ancient times. Okay, uh, what is tiny, tiny wing? 
Archeops? Arkin? Yeah, but they fly now. They fly now, yeah. And they used to fly, which means it's not it doesn't really. Even then, it doesn't fly very well. It glides because it's you know Archaeopteryx. Um, tiny wings fly in ancient times. Dunce bars. Yep. Maybe. Yep. I'm I'm all in on dunce bars. Is that in Sword and Shield? Yeah. I hate that I have to ask this question. Wait, stupid Dexit. Oh gosh. Who cares? Dunce bars. Lock in. Tell me I'm wrong, Regis. Dunce bars is correct. Yeah, yes. uh, Dunsparz is correct. The entry with the entry afterwards was going to be from Pokemon Crystal, where it says it hides deep in caves where no light ever reaches it and yep. remains virtually motionless there. Yep, Dunsparz yeah. is correct though. You guys are three for with three. Tiny wings, and it was. Uh... You guys are for th- three for three. So I believe your next question is going to be worth up to two points. This is your multiple answer question. Is going to come to you from the Purple Knight. There are three answers here. Um, you, uh, only need two of them. If you get all three, pat yourself on the back. Uh, one answer per, uh, one point per answer. There are three evolutionary lines from the OG Sinnoh decks that are not in Pokemon Legends Arceus. What are they? There are three lines that are not in the decks. Yes. From OG Sinnoh, like the Sinnoh decks. Oh, yep. OG Sinnoh. Um, um, was Cricketot and Cricketoon there? Yes, they were. Yeah, they um, were. I remember seeing the red-eyed evil Cricketunes yelling at me. Um, uh, now I gotta think. Right? Oh, my word. My brain is just blanking on my playthrough of Legends Arceus. I'm, I'm not going through all Legends Arceus. I'm going through, like, Sinnoh and seeing what I remember. What yeah. I yeah. Oh, is it um, one of those weird later ones? Where, oh, like, the, the Gen 4 Evolution f- people? Uh, that's my immediate guess um but you know we very easily could be wrong about none of the legends because they don't have a it's not them okay oh um all right all right all right starters were all the starters in the game yeah they were i remember catching them you do have three strikes that are out you can start guessing okay um you also have your hint don't forget your hint you've already burned a question you already oh yeah we already have um i'm down for using the hint because we've already Okay, so I, I do have. Point. I think I have one of them. Okay, what you got? Wormple. What? No. Yes, the Wormple line wasn't in there, was it? Wait, I'm getting confused. So this is, forgive me. This is lines that were not in Legends Arceus, but were in the original. Yes. Oh, but so they were. In... I'm, I'm thinking just Pokemon you could find versus. Okay. Specifically so, Sinnoh Pokemon. Okay. They were in Diamond Pearl, but did not transfer over to Legends Arceus. Yes. Correct? Got it. Okay, so it's definitely not Wurmple, because you give that to the guy at the front, and it evolves into Dustox wrong. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, Give me, give me, I give got me it. a second. I got it flipped in my head the other way of like, oh, yeah, no. All right, well, I will figure this out. Um, I have to just go through the game in my mind, and I'm in certain parts... Um. So we're just trying to find what's missing oh, from Legends uh, Arceus. You, no, you can catch those. <laughs> I'm ha- so good at this. I game. have. Let's do a hint. If you have a hint, fine, I will give it a floundering. None of these Pokemon are related to any Gen Four Pokemon. One is from Generation One. One line is from Generation One. One line is from Generation Two. One line is from Generation Three. All of these are one basic to Stage One lines. Basic to Stage One. One, two, and three. Uh one of them is known for learning Waterfall. One of them is lear- known for oh, learning Foresight. Oh, Goldeen and Seeking? And one of them is known for learning, I don't know, 
is very hard to find in Gen three. So, uh, the Gen two that the foresight one implies Zatu. Yep. So which ones are you locking in? Uh, is it is it not Goldine for waterfall? Yeah, Goldine, Goldine is Zatu. correct. Uh, that okay. gives you one point. Zatu is incorrect. Oh no! Oh wait, Fur oh. it was Furret and Centred in there. They used no, they weren't in the right? original. Uh, they're not in the game. Oh dang! Um, I don't think they were in Gen 4's main decks either. Mm. Dang it! I, I would have remembered foresight. If they were. Foresight. What? Um, is that like a fighting type? Because they have foresight. Was Meditite and Metacham in the game? I don't know. Maybe That's because the physical special split happened and that made them good. I don't remember either of them in. Legends Arceus off the top of my head, but I granted I Well, remember, it's, it's the other way around. They were in Legends Arceus, but they weren't. No, 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 no. no, no. no oh, dang it. I did Arceus. it again. I did it again. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I think that's okay. Um, Metacham yeah. and whatever The other it is. one that comes to my mind is, was Hoot Hoot and Noctowl in? Yeah. Which one are we locking in? Both, I don't remember both Hoot, Hoot, Hoot or Noctowl. Hoot Hoot and Noctowl, yeah. Hoot Hoot and Noctowl is correct. That gives you your second point. The third one's just cool. bonus points. Um, and bonus points. is that is that not just Metacham? It is not Metacham. Yeah, it could be. The, oh, no. Is it Swablu and Altaria? Uh, no, it is uh, Feebas and and Melodic. I think Metacham. Wow. I think Metacham is correct though. I don't think Metacham is available in Legends Arceus, if I recall. I might be wrong. Jeopardy music. We are looking it up. Uh, uh, because I don't think that you can't catch a Metacham, right? Like, there's no way you can collect uh, Medicham. I'm trying to uh, find it. Yeah, I don't think you can get Medicham. I don't think you can. I think that's right. And Medicham was available in both, right? Like, uh, no, partner. Yeah, Diamond Pearl Route 17, blah, 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 blah. Did you yeah. Legends it? Arceus unobtainable. Yeah. This question is incomplete, but I will. We found get- an extra. I still give you the points. Yeah. Oh, right. Our next question, uh, you guys got two for two there. You are five for four. You can go up to six for eight here, or six for five. Um, <laughs> Whatever, how numbers work. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, this one is going to be from Roge. Uh, what, who's Pokemon, Who? who's that Pokemon with the highest ever recorded base special defense, or special attack amongst fire types? Highest special attack of oh, fire types. Fire yep. types. Yep. Um, so my uh, mind immediately goes to Reshiram, just because Reshiram. That's a good baseline. I think that's like yeah. the 150 range. Um, um, Blacephalon. Oh, uh, Mega Camerupt could have it too. Mega Camerupt is an option. Um, it's not <laughs> Groudon. It's not Groudon. No, it's not Groudon. I mean, uh, um, Primal? No. No. No, it's physical, not special. It gets a boost, yeah, but it's like to 100. <laughs> Plus, uh, what's oh, Blacephalon? Oh, oh, 151? Oh, I'm done. I, I'm dumb. I remember what it is now. Zard Y. Zard I think Zard Y is like 159. That makes sense. Okay, is that that's, higher that's than the highest I can think of. Is that a prime number? <laughs> I think uh, Blaze is 151. I think it's 151, right? Yeah. That's prime. I think so, and 159 is Zard Y. I'm pretty maybe. sure Zard Y is 159 or 160. I remember it being some stupidly high number. Yeah. Uh, granted, I could also be wrong. And then boosted by Drought 2. Yeah. That would mean that it basically, because Megas are like a 100 stat boost, mm-hmm. it's it's dumping like 50 or 60 points from its special attack into, yep. what is Zard's special attack? 110? 
Uh, Charizard, I thought, was around yeah. 109-ish. Or so it would dump 50. Yeah, 109, yeah, dumps 50, 109, 159. dumps 50 there. Because uh, I think the speed stays the same at 100. Yeah, it's the same for both of them. Uh, and, you know, HP stays the same. And I think it actually just adds that and maybe some special defense or something. Yeah, one of them adds physical, one of them adds special, and X is physical. But, yeah, I think that's about right. 159, I can't think of any other big evil fire types off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Only I'm other one I think would possibly be, like, maybe Volcanion, but... No, 130. Okay, never mind. And I know Chandelure is 145, so if yep. we've already established Reshiram is the base at 150... Iron Moss is 140, Volcarona is 135. Yeah. I can't think of anything higher than Zard Y, which, should, I'm, which I'm pretty sure is 159. Yep, I, th- I'm agree- I agree with you. I th- that's what they have to do with Megas, is make the base stats high, because you can't augment with items. So, yeah, Zard Y... Zard Y is correct, uh, with a base stat, uh, base stat of 159. Yeah, right on the dot. Uh, next up is Blacephalon with 151, followed by a tie, uh, between Primal Groudon and Reshiram with 150. Yeah. Primal Groudon's 150, yeah. What? Yep. You've never seen the overheat sets in the sun? I've yeah. seen them, but I thought it was just because I have fire type stab and sun now. Nope. Wow. Okay. Also, just a base uh, 150. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Mega what Camera upped at 145 and Chandler Damn at 145. Uh, yeah, Claude knows more than you. He is the no, rhyme. He is the rhyme. I know the numbers. He is the I know the numbers very well. So that gives you guys six points apiece today. Um, so hey, does that change up the standings? Well, boy, does it, Claude. Um, it does change up the standings, as it always does. <laughs> what? Shocker, I know. In first wow. place, we've got Whimsicott with 24 points. In second, we've got Linnea with 22. In third, we've got Claude with 21. Whoa. In fourth, we've got Seth Vilo with 20. In fifth, we've got Shark with 19. In sixth, Sublime with 17. In seventh, Mark with 15. Eighth, Jushiro with 13. Basket is in ninth, uh, tied with our Sigma for with 12. And in the 11th, we've got Shamu with five. Everybody else uh, is in their race to 40. So whoever gets there first wins some bragging rights. So on that note, we are going to kick it on over today, guys, to our topic. We have another review. This one is going to be from SpartanTHX117. Five stars, longtime listener, first and the first time I've ever written a review for a podcast. I first started listening to your podcast when driving to meet my girlfriend on the weekends, when neither of us had to work. Since then, we've moved in together and become engaged. The both of us have been playing Pokemon since we were kids, and we have both listened to your podcast when traveling or working around the house together. We may not score too well on the quiz part, but we always enjoy the topics and conversation between the host and guests. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you for that, and congrats on the engagement. If you would like your review read on the show, leave one, and it might be read. Until then, guys, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Welcome to the topic. Our topic this week is TCG and how it's going. Uh, but first, Seth wants to give something that's irrelevant. Go. Yep. Yeah, since this is our competitive episode and we usually give a little tiny blurb for what's going on in the v- in the other side of it that isn't the topic that month, um, just a couple quick things that happened in the last month since our last show where we actually focused on vg and just smoke on tearing because you know we're still in the same um what is it called now uh what is the rule set for vgc actual vgc what is it called season 
Uh, I don't know. They Battle changed it now. Rules. Regulation. Regulation C. Regulation. Reg- regulation. Something. Yeah. That hasn't changed, but some of the smoke on stuff has. So here I'll run through it really fast so that way we can just dedicate the rest to everything going on. In PU, which now has a tier, Vivian was banned. Hooray. Good. Thank God. The monster. <laughs> In NU, Florges was banned. Thank God. So the no monster. More Florges down there. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't nearly that good. The suspect test for Scizor wrapped up in UU, and it failed to reach the required percentage, so it is still legal in UU. RU had a council vote to see about Halucha and Poltegeist, and both of them were banned. That was as of a couple days ago, actually. So RU had movement, UU didn't have movement, and you had one thing, PU. Oh, you had a lot of movement, because I know Greninja fell down to... Oh, and uh, OU banned Shedtail. That was big. Oh, I did see that. I actually I actually enjoyed that, though, to be fair. I think Shedtail is dumb. Yeah. The big yeah. things, though, were the fact that Cyclozar looks really good now in UU, just as a mon itself, because basically That's the Tornado's T. Yep. It, it fills that role of, you know, hazard removal, knockoff, regenerator, U-turn. I've been tinkering with it just because it's fun and it's much cooler than Great Tusk. Not better, but cooler, because I don't want to be... That, like those people. It fits in UU now, and Greninja in UU, I think, is going to thrive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that mm. was one of the other things, is Greninja dropped to that level. Some of the newer mons that we've been getting, like, slow drip over the last couple of months have been going to their rightful places. And I think Decidueye dropped, too? Something like that? So, hooray, they're getting to the tiers they belong in. So, that's the uh, Fiji update, really. Just real quick, real sweet, and we'll talk more about it next month. Let's talk about TCG, which we're all here for. We haven't had, like, anything happen since EUIC yet. Uh, I believe, actually, this weekend while we're recording is when Portland Regionals is taking place. That is correct. I think there's five regionals this weekend across the world. Yeah, there's a lot of them. This is a busy weekend. Yeah, this is a busy weekend. We're going to get a lot of results. And it's like the second big thing since um, Scarlet Violet became legal. EYC was very surprising in that we got like a really rogue deck that won. Arceus Duraldon, but with like with like a splash of Vulpix. Yeah, and then that caused a whole lot of madness. No, if you didn't have the Vul- like the Vulpix is what won it. It wasn't the, uh, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't Arctura. Like Arctura, Arctura is a good base, but like you needed the Vulpix or you wouldn't have done as well as you did. Yep. Vulpix, uh, for those of you who are well, Vulpix V star, um, is a card that prevents it's being attacked by Pokemon with abilities, which if you're playing Gardevoir, which is a really big archetype right now, every one of its attackers has an ability. Yeah. Every attacker that's not named Rolds has an ability. Uh, same with, uh, Gudra though. The Gudra lists can't touch it. I faced that when yeah. we were at um, Arlington. That was horrible, especially because not only does that attack make it immune to things with abilities, the first part of that attack is also that it isn't affected by any effects on your active Pokemon. So when I was rolling Ironing, I did not keep myself 80 HP healthier like Rolling Iron does. Snow Mirage, Vilpix's attack goes right through it and doesn't care, and to it KOs my Gudra anyway. So it was an auto loss and awful. <laughs> Uh, Vulpix is like a pretty decent card, so definitely watch mm-hmm. out for that. I mean, that deck is really cool. It's a very good meta call. I see a lot of people playing it now, but I'm like, okay, but now that it exists, like, it's not best deck in format or anything. It's just Gardevoir started splashing in escape rope and yeah, boss exactly. to be able to get around it. Like, it adapted, and next set it won't care because its primary attacker is a balloon, so they don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that this is uh, 
this meta right now is very healthy. It's very, very diverse currently yeah. uh, until Paul D Evolve comes out, which is kind of a nice change of pace from where we were, where it's just like Lugia, 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 Lugia. Um, Lugia, Lugia is still a decent deck. It's just like fun to play now. It's not overpowering. It's just fun to play. It's just like a good deck that's fun. And it's good to eat. I mean, it, it's playing like... I, I really like the lists that ended up top deck topping in EUIC where they splashed in Duraldon single strike. I thought that was very clever. Those are fun, yeah. I thought that was very clever. The one that I've seen floating around nowadays, um, which I kind of like better because Duraldon single strike is really good if you get caught in the Lugia mirror, which I don't think you're as likely to get caught in nowadays. No. I, the one that I really... The, the deck list that I really like plays Urshifu single strike VMAX. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you were talking to me about that. Um, you play that instead of, so like you play a 1-1 one, one line of that instead of a 1-1 one, one line of Duraldon, uh, because okay. if you play the 1-1 one, one line of Urshavu VMAX, one, you can Oko a Duraldon VMAX. Oh yeah, because it goes through everything, right? It goes, yeah, because uh, it goes through, Um, and on top of that, it you could also, uh, I mean, yeah, you play some impact energy, you play some, you play some single strike energy, you, you can make it work out with everything else. Lugia has essentially become just like a single strike deck. Yep, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, I'm sure with the next rotation or the next set, it'll become a little bit better because we finally get some special energy out of that. Yeah, that's what's really making it have to go single strike is because that's the good energy right now. That's the good energy. Yeah, it's better than fusion strike and it's better than whatever rapid strike nonsense there is. I've seen, I saw like early into rotation, I saw Lugia, some people on Twitter just really trying to make a fusion strike Lugia work and it kind of did. Like if you can get a Meloetta to immediately do 280 out of nowhere like it can kind of work but like that's it the thing is the, the problem with Luke, with fusion strike i'll say this is like a lukia player in general like as somebody who's played a lot of lukia boo <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i i'm i don't care uh if i cared i wouldn't have this podcast um but i i would say that <laughs> the issue with doing that is that there's always an energy prize like i don't care what it is there's always an energy always uh-huh when you need the number of them the number of times that i've played i played like lugia pre-rotation and that there is a powerful prize is almost every game i swear to god almost every game there's a powerful energy prize and you're like man i'd really love to do 300 damage this match no nope. oh, i bet you would kiddo I, and it's just like, I bet you would. And then you just can't because the, the powerful's prized. And it, it's always a bummer. It's a big bummer. Yep. Prizing. Woo. It, same thing, same thing happens with the fusion strike energies. Like, I don't think, I think, I don't think the fusion strike, I, I'm not going to say it's not fun to play. I'm just going to say it's not as consistent to play as the single strike. Single strike also has the advantage compared to the other, uh, quote unquote, strike energies. Ooh, say it. I think I know what you're going to say. It, you get energy recovery like you can recycle there it is it. you can yep. recycle it which is what lugia kind of wanted forever yep a special charge which was a sun and moon card that allowed you to recycle your energy into your deck specifically special yeah yeah existed um in rotation when lugia existed i think lugia would have been even worse of a powerhouse oh yeah oh yeah because you could play a much smaller energy count because typically with Lugia, you were playing 15, 16 energy, maybe. Even now with Urn of Vitality, which allows you to take two single strike energies, which could either be a single strike energy itself or a an impact energy and shuffle it into your deck. Urn of Vitality lets you do two of those energies. Um, you're still playing like 13 energy. 
I think that being able to, uh, like, if you had special charge, you would probably be able to get away with significantly less, like, maybe even, like, 12 or 10. Um, and which is kind of insane to think about, like, giving Lukia that much space to, to play with, like, that, that just sounds gross. Like, could you imagine, like, a world where somebody's like, I could play two Burnett for whatever reason I wanted to? Yep. <laughs> and you're just like, but why? Why would you do that? They're like, I have the deck space. Oh, yuck, deck space. It would be gross. It would be absolutely gross. But yeah, Lugia has definitely fallen. Like, I'm not going to say, like, I th- I think it's like, I'm not going to say it's like a tier one deck or a tier zero deck. I'll say it's like a tier like 1.5 deck right now. Yeah, I would put it there. I think at the current meta, it is two. Yeah, maybe. Because it is very coin flippy now. Yeah, it's very coin flippy. I will call it a. I will call it a tier one. I will disagree with Seth or not Seth Claude a little bit. Well, I'm saying right now in Scarlet and Violet base set, it is about a two. Fair enough. I think it will get better in Paldea involved and become one point five, but I don't think it's good enough at the moment. I think it's one point five currently. That's fair. Then, then my argument is going to just be where are the results. Uh, it got t- two of them got top eight at EUIC. Boom. Like, I don't know what you want from me. It's more than you. It is it is refreshing, though, that just looking at tournament things, both online and yes. in-person things, that it's not seven of the top eight or f- five or six of the top eight. It's so nice to see, like, in the t- in those top eights, there's, like, seven different decks. We we have had two big tournaments so far. Like, yeah. And I say that being UIC and the London Cup. The London Cup had no Lugia in the top eight, and that's all we pretty much know about it. Even then, like, yeah, I mean, that's true. I agree with you. I, I don't think that Lugia is, like, the best deck in format. And then Lugia, two people made top eight, but then they just fell off. And outside of that, you, like, there were not a terrible lot of high-placing Lugias. I know, I, I do, I do agree with you there. I just think that the meta is just so spread out. It's lovely. I think there are so many decks that can perform well and are very equally matched. Like, I think Gardevoir is positioned very well. I think yeah. Gudra, one Gudra is, I didn't want to play it because I played a lot of it at Fort Wayne and I didn't want to play it again, <laughs> but it is still very good. It's so Gudra is, uh, is very good where it can, you know, just stall you out and be a very fat deck. I've been, I've been surprised by how well it's been doing post rotation. Cause you and I were both kind of thinking, oh, it loses net. It loses this, that, the other. And we just thought I could like, uh, capture energy gone. I didn't want it to be good, but mostly cause I didn't want to play it again. <laughs> Yeah, but that's because all the decks are slower, uh-huh. and that's why it's still good. It's everything slowed down drastically. No, I agree with you. Most decks are very slow. Uh, the the exception being Lugia, but Lugia is inconsistent, so it's very hard to pop off as often. I would even say Lugia is slow, honestly, because it requires so much. But compared to something like a Maridon, which can get its full bench out from one card, and Lost Box, which can hit 10 very easily turn two... Well, ten, uh, seven turn two is still, like, it's still definitely doable for Lost Box. Ten turn two is much, much too difficult. No, you you are wrong. I'm going to slow us down very quickly because we just threw out a lot of words. Yes, we did. Yes, thank you. I want to go back to Maridon before we move on to Lost Box because I don't disagree that Lost Box is good. Because that was the hype coming into this. Yeah, well, okay. So I remember you and I being at Fort Wayne and everybody freaking out about Maridon and all the Regilecki prices skyrocketing. Yep, they're still high. I got two of them. Yeah. I have full play sets of both, and I had both of them before Maridon came out because I was thinking about playing Beacon Volt. Maridon EX is a new card, and what it does is it lets you grab two basic 
Electric-type Pokemon from your deck and put them on the bench. And so it's very easy if you get a Maridon turn one to fill up your bench. Um, the problem with Maridon, compared to a lot of other decks, a lot of the other decks are based on energy acceleration, and Maridon is... It, it like has like a tier 1.52 energy acceleration <laughs> mechanic, um, because... Uh, it, energy acceleration is very important in Pokemon TCG. Um, if you can't accelerate energy, you might as well not play because, like, if you're just like attaching and passing, it's kind of boring. And that does happen in some games when you don't have perfect setups. For for energy acceleration to be good, you need two things. You need one, a way to get your energy, and a way to accelerate more than one in a turn. Yes. Um, and so Baridon does kind of have that in the Electric Generator card that it has where you look at the top five cards of your deck and you take any electric energy and you attach it to any of your benched electric Pokemon. That's that's decent. You can get a lot of cards and a lot of hits off of that. Um, the, the problem is, so there used to be a card like this back in the Sun and Moon format. I almost said Foon format, format for whatever reason. But <laughs> um, the Sun and Moon format called Max Elixir, uh, or X and Y. This is X and Y. Oh my gosh, not Sun and Moon. Long this time is X ago. And y. This is, yeah, that's played TCG a very long time ago. Um, which lets you look at the top seven cards of your deck, take a basic energy out of that, and attach it to one of your Pokemon. Um, which I think is honestly a better than Electric Generator, but... Well, Electric Generator can hit two, though, which is nice. It can hit two, but you have to be very lucky, I think, to hit two. Because it's only the top five of your deck, and you get to pick, and if there's two Electric, you can do it. So you either have to run a lot of Electric Energy, which I think Maridon does, because it usually plays, like, 14. 13, 14, 15. Yeah, so, somewhere around 13 to 15. And it does play a lot of electric energy. So it does do a decent job of hit, making those hits. You usually hit one uh, at most. Or not at most, but you usually hit one uh, off electric generator. Sometimes you hit two. I don't know what the statistics on that are. I'm sure somebody could do some math for me and like tell me. But it's uh, y- you can go ahead and you can hit... Y- you probably hit one. And that's kind... Like, it's just not as... Fa- like, you look at Lugia. Like, when Lugia gets turned on, you're doing four a turn. And Luke- and Baridon's like, on a good day, I'm doing three a turn. Which is enough to get an attack off. Yes, which is all it needs. Uh, I've been really liking the uh, the idea. I don't play it. A buddy of mine does, who I'm trying to get into the game. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Is his name also Ryan? Yes, I've got a Ryan now. Ha! <laughs> but um, yeah, he's a big uh, Miraidon player. That's his That's his gateway drug. We'll call it that. To be fair, it is kind of fun to play and it's kind of helmet. It is. Yeah. And by helmet, I mean it's very easy to play. Very easy, and it makes you feel very powerful. <laughs> That's what's so fun about it. It's very easy to play, which I think um, if you're somebody who's not like super familiar with the TCG and looking to get into it, this is a very way to go- good way to get into it. And honestly, in like a month, there's going to be a tin with these Maridon EXs in it. So like, just go get them. And right now, there's also some like... When do we get the Ampharos? The Ampharos came out today. It just came out today. It came out today? Yeah. <gasps> oh... I, I saw it at my Target. I was so cl- I was so tempted. Like I'm like I didn't want to spend ten dollars just for one of them. I know what I'm getting with that friend of mine on Monday. We're gonna go find an Ampharos tin. <laughs> it's a box. It's a box. It's a it's a deck. It's a deck. Because I've been liking the Flaffy version. The only problem is like it doesn't have the good Flaffy in it though. It doesn't have the good Flaffy though. No, but he's already got four of them. Because I'm trying to figure out like all right, what is worth it in this deck? And it's like all right, there's Ampharos, and then it gives you two nest balls. And that's it. Woo. There's nothing good in there. Like, I'm going to get it um, because my wife is collecting the promos. And there's two promos in it. Because the Flaffy in it is technically a promo. Oh. See, I, I just want a single copy of Ampharos. And I'm like, I would rather not get the rest of this. And I'll eventually get it. I don't know. Like, I... So, like, I'm really bad. I, like... Okay, so when I played last time before Seth got, dragged me back into the game a year ago, 
<laughs> I was a cheap grad student and I would just take whatever cars I had and do what I could with them. And now I am an adult with money and this is so bad because I'm just like, well, if I have like 20 nest balls, that means I can make five decks with four nest balls. Uh-huh. Yep. And so I'm sitting here like, I'll just buy the deck and I'll just have, you know, extra nest balls. It'll be fine. Uh <laughs> Yep. Or extra whatever else is in there. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to make a lot of decks. It's going to be fine. But I'm glad you brought this up, though, because I personally think the the best, like, the best Maridon build is the Flappy build. And I know it's, I know most people don't think that. I think it's a lot better now that we have the Ampharos. I think Ampharos is better, but I think, I think pre-Ampharos, like, I want it, I, I like the Flappy build. It makes me super happy um, as a player, but I think that the Magnazone build is better. So hear me out. Um, if you ignore the one bad matchup that you have being Lost Box, because Lost Box is Lost Box and it, it sucks no matter what. Um, if even, you know, for regular Maridon versus Lost Box, it's a tough matchup for Maridon. It makes all of the other matchups much better simply because of Raichu. The ability to have, you know, access to the stone, whether it's Forest Seal Stone or Sky Stone, and I think it has a better matchup overall versus everything else. You can actually one-shot Gardevoirs without needing a whole bunch. You can recur your energies a whole lot easier with Flaffy than you can with, you know, Aleki's. No, no, I, I, I really like it, honestly. So you can kind of ditch Beach Court, which is uh, a stadium that if you play it, your retreat cost is one less, and a lot of the Pokemon you play in Maridon are one retreat. One or free, yep. Yeah, so if you play, um, if you don't play Mirage Gate, and, or not Mirage Gate... <laughs> I'm skipping ahead, but if you don't play Beach Court, <laughs> you can get away with the retreat, and with Flaffy, you can just kind of dump that energy onto another Pokemon on the bench very easily. Hundred percent, uh-huh. uh, which I don't disagree with. Like you can just put the Pokemon, the energy back on the Pokemon and retreated. Exactly. I, I'm a big fan of that. I don't know. Like right now, I the Ampharos might change things. I haven't looked too much into it. It just adds one. It's it, it's a one of inclusion into the deck, and it basically just gives you a something to use your Flaffy. Like so your Flaffies aren't dead. Like, it basically turns one of them into, alright, cool, now this is not a lost box target, and it can- Here's the notable attack the Ampharos has. First of all, it's got 330 HP, which is huge. Second, it's got an attack, it, the first one sucks, I'm not gonna mention it. The second one, Thunderstrike Tail. For lightning, colorless, colorless, it does base 140, and says you may discard two energy from this Pokemon to have this attack do 100 more damage. That's actually really reasonable. I might go buy two of these decks now, so one can go in the binder and one can go in a Maridon deck. It's currently selling at like $8 a card on TCG Player, so yeah, it might be worth it to just buy. Well, it's going to go down. It's going to drop, because it just came out It just came out today. It's going to drop. Yeah. Yeah, it will. I might literally just go buy two of these decks so I don't have to worry about getting it on TCG Player. It's good. I'm excited. I'll get four nest balls, Seth. I'll get four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're getting close to my addiction level, my friend. Welcome. This this is one of the two decks that I have built right now. And Seth, I'm I'm right with you. I know you are. I know you are. If we both have the same problem, because like we went to Fort Wayne and I don't know, like at Fort Wayne I felt like we were equals <laughs> finally. Was- I felt like yeah. we were e- like that was the day I was just like <laughs> when, we, when I went to Arlington, like I was still the apprentice. And then I came to Fort Wayne and I'm like, we are equals. We've got What did this. you come in? What was your, what was your placing? Like 303rd, right? Yeah, I was like 303. I came in a little bit higher than you, but that. I was 376-ish. So you, the student has surpassed the master. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I, and you know what's worse is like I could have taken the last match and just been like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about and just taken the tie. And I would have probably gotten points, which upsets me more than anything in the world right now. Yeah. Oh, well. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to really get us <laughs> off the Maridon train right now, though. Yeah. Let's let's hit the things. Like, what are the what are some of the other big ones? You mentioned Mirage Gate just a second ago. Yeah. Mirage Gate and Lost Box, which uh, Seth and, or not Seth and I, but Claude and I were having a discussion about earlier today um, before during the show, because I get to have TCG opinions because I'm actually in the meta. <laughs> So am I. Yeah, no, no, I, I think you are too, Claude. I'm not discounting that. I, I apologize. We're a pretty dang good three. We're, we're a dang good three for this, I think. The three of us are all very involved in the meta. Yeah. Granted, I, I, I do play a lot of, you know, PTCG online because I do enjoy it despite all of its problems and whatnot. Um, and I follow way too many people and read too many things. Same. Very early on, I thought that, uh, Lost Box uh sky seal stone was like the best way to go and i think claude agreed with me and maybe still agrees with that opinion uh no i disagree now but before euic i thought that was the best idea so we're on the same page uh because like i played that during a league challenge i i'm so pissed because i i played a i played that during league challenge i played like a special variant of it and i was actually like on the way to the league challenge i was i was listening to a video by omnipoke where they like rank that as their top choice and my list was almost exactly the same as theirs, except they dumped a Mirage Gate for a Manaphy. And before that video, I was thinking about ditching a Mirage Gate for a Manaphy. <laughs> and then I didn't because I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't just like take straight. I can't just accidentally have the same list as Omnipoke. It's just accidentally. <laughs> I got into a game and then I got tilted because I lost a game because I didn't have that second Manaphy. <laughs> I'm so upset. I'm so upset that I didn't put it in there. Because if I would have had it, oh. I would have won. I would have won the game. And I would have been like 3-0, and and I probably would have gotten points. Instead, I, I lost that game and then lost to Dialga Pile. Dialga Pile. <laughs> so it was uh, it was very frustrating. Yeah, I, I used to think that was the best deck. I, I honestly think Forest Steelstone is the better play. I don't know that it's like, again, I don't I don't know that there's a best deck in format right now. So, and, and, and this is where I, I would just like... At the current moment, I think the best uh, Lost Box variant going into this weekend is Galarian Moltres. Okay. We're each on a different one, so I'm interested to hear it. The specific one I'm thinking of is there's one, like, uh, they run Galarian Moltres, and then they also run Kyogre. Yep. And the reason for this is that Kyogre is the strongest card in the game right now. It can technically hit 500 in one attack. On, yeah. On two Pokemon. Like, so 250, 250. If you do it right, yeah. If you do it right, that is enough to, like, and granted, and I granted, I played Kyogre Lost Box all last format. I'm gonna say you're biased. <laughs> I'm, say I'm you're a little biased. biased on that, but, like, <sighs> I think the fact that Gardevoir is doing so well, and people really like Gardevoir and want to make Gardevoir good, makes Moltres incredible. That is true. It's a, as a single prize attacker, I think it's better than Drapion. I'm gonna not disagree with you on the Moltres. I don't know if I agree. Like, the problem with Lost Box is that it's so... It's box, right? It's the box part. Yes. Yep. Everything is good in Lost Box. And so, like, if I were if I were to predict a Lost Box that was going to be successful, I would agree that the Gardevoir would be there. I don't know that I would agree that the Kyogre would be there. So, so hear me out. Mo uh, if you're playing Drapion, it's only ever good versus Mew. If you're not playing Mew, even versus Gardevoir, it's less good because it requires two of your Mirage Gates to go on top of it. Yeah. For it to attack and kill one thing before it gets KO'd, and then it's basically useless. Yes. Yep. Whereas, even if you're not playing a Psychic-type, Moltres Galar can come in at the very end 
and with its attack, which is uh, 20 plus 50 for each prize your opponent's taken, knock out something massive. Yeah, it's very fair. I've seen that. I've seen that have a lot of success. I like I said, I don't disagree that like Moltres is a possibility. My disagreement is Kyogre. Like I, I like Kyogre. I just think there are some builds that run both, and I just, I just like running both because I think it helps you in a lot of matchups. I like. I'm not saying it's not a good deck. It might like do well regardless. Like doing well, like in making day two, I think is. And I don't mean to depress Seth because we've had a lot of conversations about this, but. <laughs> I, I like day, making day two. I think as long as you're playing like a tier three deck or above is a very possible situation. Single tier rolls down my face. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, I feel kind of the same way though. As long as you're playing. <laughs> okay. Okay. A, a lot of it depends on your day to day matchups too. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like I met the guy who got uh, sixth place at Fort Wayne. Like he came to my locals. And he also, he played Gudra, and it was one card off of the list I was playing. Really? Ah, that That's either, <laughs> you gotta make it in your head. Like, it's either a really good feeling, because you're like, yeah, I made the right call. Or it's a really bad feeling, because you sit and think, like, that means I'm bad. <laughs> it's me. I don't think I'm bad, because you know who hit three Duraldon that day? I did. Do you know how many Duraldon he hit? Zero. None. He hit zero Duraldon that day. And I was like, well, that's why. That's why. I played three Duraldon that day, which is like an awful matchup for Gudra. Um, so like tournament runs are very dependent. Like there's just a luck factor. You're right. Exactly. There's a luck factor in how you draw and a luck factor in how you get matched up. Hey, you know what? I've got championship points now because I went to a single league challenge and came in fourth <laughs> of the 20 people there. So I'm not complaining. Ooh, how many points is that? Three? Ten. Ooh. I have 10 CP. That's the most I've ever had. So go, going back to that tournament you said, if I look at a lot of the recent tournaments, especially on Limitless. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's Moltres, it's the Moltres variants of Lost Box that have come out on top. The last late night that was this week. I am unsurprised. Came out on top. I am unsurprised. I'm just saying, it, it is putting up results and it is currently my, I think at the current moment, it is the flavor of Lost Box I would be playing going forward. Until the next set comes out where you replace Moltres with Zamazenta. I'm just going to caution people on like taking limitless results as a indicator that things are going to work. Yep. For multiple reasons. One, I've seen a, I saw a, uh, a Palkia Ice Rider deck win a late night once. Ice Rider has never been in like a top cut. Um, I have also seen, um, especially recently, like, limitless is not seeing the player turnout because of pokemon tcg live uh and all of its issues a couple things there if you don't mind me cutting in there that is kind of changing because a lot more tournaments are hitting the higher hundred even 300 numbers so those of nature is healing now that we aren't kind of split between two two groups now that we're all having to be on one my issue is also that tcg live is also like still broken yeah They've had issues with the late nights the last two weeks that they've been doing them. I played in a tournament a couple weeks ago just for funsies. Um, like it wasn't late night. Mm -hmm. The game just broke like in the middle yep. of a match and I didn't know how to handle it. Yep. There's like no protocol for that. And so I just like dumped. I'm just like, I'm not doing anything like I'm done. Like the my opponent played escape rope and I just couldn't choose a Pokemon. The other thing, too, when it comes to looking at and comparing not only the online tournament results on like those limitless pages that we're looking at here and getting a lot of our information from today, but also looking at things like the other 
tournaments in other places, namely the big, huge, giant Japanese tournaments that have like 3,000 people in them, you have to make sure that you keep in mind what format that thing is playing. Because in the Limitless tournaments... They're also best of one. That's what I was getting to, yeah. In the Limitless tournaments, it's up until the top eight, best of one, with open deck lists. So if you are relying on some kind of surprise like a lot of things have then it's not going to be as good. And compared to a non-Japanese regional type level where you're going through the event doing best of three matches for 50 minutes, decks that have a little bit more inherent consistency instead of something that has a little bit more pop, pizzazz, wow, surprise factor tend to do a little bit better in that tournament format than anything else. That goes for looking at things like League Cups and League Challenges as well. If you're following folks on Twitter that have been doing a lot of things there, sometimes those League Cups, you've got to look and see if was it a best of one? Was it a best of three? Did it only do that at the top eight? And deck building really reflects that because sometimes if it's best of three, you can do things a different way. If it's best of one, you can do things a different way. And if your deck shifts to that midway through... You have to have a deck adaptable if you're going to go to these League Cups where it's best of one until you get to top eight, then it's best of three. You have to have a deck that adapts to both those situations. At NAIC, you do not. You have to have your deck built to best of three every time. So it's really hard to kind of think about that. And honestly, I think you and I were talking, Thatch, or maybe I was watching a YouTube video, or maybe both. (laughs) One of the reasons that I'm on Arceus right now... I'm flattered that you think that my opinions are as good as YouTube videos. <laughs> you you almost copied an Omnipoke deck list, so... I did accidentally. I, I did accidentally. That is true. One of the reasons that I like the Arceus deck right now is because that does, with its inherent consistency game to game, that does really well in a best of three environment. So that's why I'm... One of the reasons I'm doing it. I don't disagree with that. I mean that I mean this is just general advice, right? Like that I I, I feel yeah. like we I feel like I say like a best of one versus best of three a lot, but that is very good advice. We talk as if we are professionals, even though none of us are Whoa, 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 Seth has ten CP, okay? Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Excuse you. Excuse you. Seth only needs three hundred I may not quite be on the radar to the Pokemon company for them to send me a box to open on stream, but you know what? I've got ten CP. <laughs> And I've been to four regionals. You're not a cute TCG opening girl. That's why, Seth. Yeah, well, the other other reasons, too. Like, a lot of other people do a really good job with those. No, no, I, I don't disagree. I want to get don't. Puckle on the radar. <laughs> I want us to get Seth. Oh, that's not, that's not going to happen. Because you and I, get... and Claude, and all of us are smart. Dang it. I mean, we no, we know what we're doing, right? I think... Yeah. I don't think that you and I are not good players. I think right now, one, there's there's definitely, like... I'm speaking for me and you, particularly Seth, not Claude, because Claude hasn't joined this original yet. Yeah, Claude. I'm sorry that I do things sometimes. I'm prefacing this with yet. <laughs> okay? Yet. Good. I do believe there is a time when the three of us will all be in a regional together. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot has to do with, like, confidence, right, in your deck list. Yeah. Yeah, Go. that's good. Like, I'm going to be completely honest, because a lot of it comes down to confidence. Like, I noticed a stark difference in myself when one day I finally went from being, like, 2-2 constantly at locals to winning locals one week. Like, at that moment, I go, I am a decent player. Yep. I can actually play the game. So, like, I I really had it, like, that was the moment where it kind of flipped for me. And even now, like, people at my league, um, it's just really bad. I feel really bad for this, because, like, somebody, like... I went to I went to that league challenge a couple of weeks ago. That's probably the last time I played Pokemon IRL uh, because I huh. I just like I 
I like this format, but I don't at the same time. Cause like in my brain, I'm like, I want to play something that I feel comfortable with and I know can win. And the problem is nothing. I is, I'm confident in no deck to being able to win everything, Fair. which is both good and bad for the, for, for the format. Yes. And so like, I just haven't had like the inspiration to be like, I want to go and I want to play. But like before that, like I went to the league challenge and like I saw one of the regulars, we got mashed up round one and he goes, yeah, I saw I got mashed up against with you against you. And I'm like, I might as well just call it a loss. I'm sorry. Ooh. I'm just like, oh, don't feel that way. Wow. I'm like, don't feel that way. Like, but also thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like one, I took it as a compliment and like two, I'm just like, I feel really bad because like, I think we're all good players. Like, because the guy I was playing against, like, I think is a pretty decent player. I was like, when he said that to me, I'm like, wow, I didn't know that I was that scary to all of you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, you know, and then there's, like, the player who's, like, the best, who's considered, like, the best in the local scene. Like, I walked into the tournament and he says, I am so upset that you're here because you're the only one that I'm scared of playing against. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what happened? Where did That's th- a really cool feeling, honestly. I'm like, where did this reputation come from? <laughs> and I think I'll I'll comment on that, too. And I, I noticed, like, just with us talking and all the prep and all that kind of stuff for the uh, Fort Wayne thing that we went to together, I'll, I'll tell you here, you had an a real interesting tone shift on one of those like weeks or whatever. Oh, absolutely. You were like, it was that confidence thing that you said Yeah, yeah. where you, st- you had a grip on what your deck does every time you weren't learning it. And, and you were just going into it with more confidence in yourself that you'll yes. be able to do well at yes. all the events that are in front of you. And that had a huge effect. It's really bad that it's just like a self-help book just does wonders, right? Like, yeah. Uh, like yeah. the equivalent of like it's a self-help amazing. book, right? Like it, Yeah, go ahead, Colette. I want you to tell your story. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So I went to one of my locals and I decided I was between torn between, all right, am I going to play this like Zamazenta Lost Box? And I'm like, I was thinking about it for a while and I'm like, no, I just want to have fun. I'm like, so I pulled out the one deck that I knew inside and out, Rotom V-Star. Yes. Because I had been playing nothing but Rotom V-Star online and I love it <clears throat> with a burning passion. And I still love it now, even though it's not as good and I want it to be better, even though it's not. It still wasn't good back then, but continue. <laughs> oh, but he got the style points. No, Rotom V-Star, it, it's not that it isn't. It's just it's slightly slower than what the best decks at the time were being Lugia and Lost Box. I agree with you. So me rolling into the tournament, like, all right, let's see how this goes. Um, round one, Arc Dura. Oof. You know, when you're playing uh, Sky Sealstone with Rotom V, <laughs> that matchup isn't very difficult. Especially when on turn, like, you know, I knock out Arceus turn two, and turn three, I knock out Duraladon V-Star for game. Yep. It's like, you can do a whole bunch, and it's like, all right, well, that was easy. Granted, all this was best of one. And then, granted, at the time, I was playing, like, I think double or triple Roxanne combo with it. Because if you Roxanne someone, there weren't a lot of ways out of it. Even, you know, unless, you know, had the draw power. So I end up going 5-0, that league challenge, winning every matchup. I played Gudra, I played uh, Rayquaza Lost Box, played Lugia, I played, I think, Zoro Box as well. And then I just disappeared for a week or two. And I came back and everyone's like, oh, you're back. Like, we were wondering, like, we like the, you've been like the talk of the town the past couple, like, last week. Because everyone's like, I know, isn't that weird? <laughs> this random guy came in, played Rotom V-Star, kicked all of our butts, demolished everybody, and then just disappeared. Vanished into the ether. That's how I feel right now, because I haven't gone in three weeks. And when the world needed him most. 
And granted, like, and granted, and I played the deck because one, I wanted to have fun, and granted, I got very lucky. I can't deny that I got super lucky that entire day because half of my hands are like, all right, well, this is pretty much a brick unless I draw the card I need to at the, like, turn one. I'm like, oh, oh, that's it. That's nice. And we were able to go, for, like, go off to the races. And, like, I got very lucky on every, like, people misplayed versus me because they didn't know how to play it. And, like, it, it's more about having fun with your deck than it is about, especially the local scene. I, I'm not gonna say I'm. Not, I don't want to. I don't want to say like having fun with your deck because you should have fun with every deck. But to some extent, like because you're playing the game, right? But I want to say like if you know your deck, that's definitely a way different feeling. Oh yeah, than not right. Like that's a completely different feeling. Just being like ah yes, I know. What was really bad was like I knew two really good decks before um we went into uh Fort Wayne. And like Seth will vouch for this because like we both accidentally landed on the same deck, which I think was our second favorite of all of the decks mm-hmm. we've been playing. Gudra yeah. V-Star was the second favorite of all the decks Seth and I had played up to Fort Wayne. The reason I went down to to Gudra was this is the one I had to think the less on, the least on. Yep. And honestly, I think that's like kind of a strategic play for tournaments, like bigger tournaments, just because you don't have to uh, like nine rounds is a lot of rounds. Yeah. You can you can play end up playing twenty seven games of Pokemon TCG uh, that day. It's a lot of Pokemon TCG games to play within an eight hour frame time period. I just wanted to be like I just want something that kind of drives itself. And uh, Gudra, in the way that I put it, um, and I'm probably wrong to some extent. If Gudra if Gudra doesn't work because Gudra does one thing, it's Gudra's fault. It's not my fault. Um, <laughs> so I, I do want to make sure we talk something about the next format because I know we've gone on for a while on this. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, of course. What are we most excited for, I guess, kind of things? Because we're not going to do like a set review or anything. No, like that. no, no, just, no. There's some cards that are coming out that we're either excited about or terrified of. There are a lot of n- new... I think there's a couple of new decks and formats that... Or things that spring from the next format. I, I think the next format is... There's Drifloon, which is dumb. Well, the the big thing the big thing is Chen Pao comes with, you know, good, reliable water. Oh, well, it, I don't, it like, it like, it's like Capacious Bucket, but a Pokemon. Yes, but it, it's showing a lot of results right now. No, no, it, it, which is good. I mean, I, the meta one is slowed down, like you said. So like, Xi'an Pao can activate again. And Palkia V-Star exists. Actually, the V-Battle deck just came out this week as well. So you can go b- actually probably buy one Palkia V-Battle deck and probably have enough Palkia to last you, like, until it's gone. Um, you don't even need to buy two like Mew. No, but the uh, the other big there's a lot of stuff that comes out in this set though that's you know exciting. Yeah, well, Iano is a very big thing. We were talking about that before this. Um, but Iano Iano is a good card that um it so Marnie was in D block which got rotated out, and before that we had N, um, which was and this is the best of both worlds. Yeah, well, this is mostly hand disruption, right? Um, because hand disruption, I think, is good in Pokemon because it's because re- most cards get revealed to your opponent, so your opponent can kind of get an idea of what's in your hand in most games, um, or at least like big things that you can be making plays with. Because um, like I'm thinking of like Pokey Gear or Luminion or stuff like that. Um, especially if your opponent plays like a really awkward early Luminion, uh, I've seen that happen before, and I'm like sometimes I question that play, like when with an early Luminion, like after you've played a supporter or something like that. You know it's in their hand, and so you can just like shuffle it back in or put it on the bottom of the deck in the case of Marnie slash Ayano. If you look at the Japan lists, I know like with a grain of salt, a lot of them are running Chen Pao and uh Palkia or like Origin Form Palkia as a combo in itself. 
Um, the other, uh, the other, that other list that I've seen come out is there's been a lot of Ting Lu and with Karaidon as a possibility to, that's been showing up a little bit as like, yes. A, oh my gosh. I hate it's it. It's slow, but it works really well. Um, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, what does the Ting Lu do, Claude? It turns off abilities if it has a damage counter on it, right? Oh. And then it's got an attack that places damage counters on two things on the bench, so it automatically turns off those things' abilities. And maybe you can combo that with a Halucha. Gross. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awful. It turns off abilities, which, you know, is a very popular thing. I've seen a lot of uh, Noivern GX pop up in, like, fringe lists here and there just because- Drago, baby. EX, not GX. GX- EX, sorry, Norbert EX, my mistake. GX was like 2018, bro. Like, that's popping up as a, a couple, as in a couple of things. I've seen, um, the new Wings of Unity show up as a great budget option. That's like, you know, uh, Night March Light that can Oh work. yeah, that. Okay. Like, it, it had, like, granted, it's not the fastest thing, but it's a good one single prize deck that, like, is very consistent. Granted, like, it's small. The next set, the next set, I think, is honestly more exciting than Scarlet and Violet base set. I'm gonna be completely. You want to know what I'm most excited for for next set? Meowster. Other than Iono, which is a which is a retaliation card. In addition, it's not just hand disruption because it's also based on your prizes. So it's a retaliation card. I'm gonna call it. Um, but the other thing that I'm most excited for is Super Rod. Super Rod. Oh my gosh! Yes. Pokemon and energy recovery in one card again. It's like ordinary rod, but you do can do any combination. This is ordinary rod on steroids. You know what's you know what's funny, Seth? I just bought um because I knew Super Rod was coming back. Yep, yep. I bought a ton. I bought some Neo Super Rod cards. I bought a ton of them. I've got a I've got a truckload of Super Rods. <laughs> you want to you want to send me some just for fun? Yeah, if you buy them on TCG Play. <sighs> no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pucklepod five for. 5% off. Oh, let me let me look at that now and see if there's anything I forgot about that. You can go ahead and get those things over there. But we have uh like not not only that. I like Super Rod's great cuz Super Rod was also a card in the XY format, actually fun fact. Yes, it was. Um, it's the exact same card where it's three Pokémon, three energy. It's like it is ordinary rod plus. Well, kind of. It's three cards in any combination. Three it's Pokémon and energy. You can put three back in any combination. I think that is perfectly fine because, in all honesty, I feel like any time that I put all four cards back with Ordinary Rod, I was just always throwing the fourth card in there just because I could. Just because, yeah. And not because I needed it, right? Like, there are a lot of times where, like, in Gudra, for instance, like, when I Ordinary Rod, I'd be like, well, I guess I've got the V and the V-Star there, but I really only need the V-Star. And so, like, I, I don't feel like it's that much of a loss, and I feel like you can get a little bit more utility out of it. Like, there's a lot of times in Lost Box where you use Ordinary Rod, and you only really want the energy. You don't care about the Pokemon. I, I think that's something that we can see some play with. Oh, yeah. Of course. I'm really excited for Super Rod and Iono, and the Squawkabilly, actually. The Squawkabilly. We should have talked about Squawkabilly. What does Squawkabilly do? Uh, you discard your hand, draw six. But on the condition that it can only be used on your first turn. Okay. Wait, is that true? Yeah, Squawkabilly EX, that is its condition. It You put it on your bench, it can sit there on your bench, and you it can activate the ability at any point uh, on your first turn. Wait, It's really? not when it comes from hand, it's not when it plays like that, it's not like Dedenne, where it has to be put from hand to bench. You can nest ball it out, mm-hmm. and then activate it, I but it, see. As lo- it has to be turn one. Oh, that, okay, that, I, my understanding was more of it was a Dene, Dene. I didn't realize it was just on the first turn. That is good to know. Uh, because, 
that makes me happy <laughs> a little bit actually i really i really like the last format where we didn't have like a ton of crowbat outside of you know like the really stupid wheezing turn of the sticks um i really like that we didn't have like a ton of crowbat being played all the time because i still remember the days of 50 dollars shaman ex yep i didn't want to see that happen with squawkability and i don't think it would anyway because the pull rates have just been so insane and it's the green one that's the one on the card yeah uh so squawkability ex being just first turn is very good i really like that it's got a not crap attack. Wait, where are you seeing? Where are you seeing the first turn thing? Oh no, there it is. Never mind. I read. I just read it. I just read it. You're, you're correct. Continue. Once during your first turn, you may discard your hand and draw six cards. You can't use this ability more than once each. Turn. I like that because then you also don't feel a world in which you need more than one. Yep. You just do one. You nest ball it out. Turn one, and you have you get some draws. I, I've seen a. I've seen a couple of people run. Um, what's it called? Uh, two as a possible in, 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 in a list. Just in case, just in case. Just just for, you know, repeatability. I think it'll cause a couple interesting things. It'll cause probably an uptick in um, Collapsed Stadium. Yes. Just to pop it off the bench after you're done with it. I think that that in Arceus decks that play Sher- uh, Sharon's Care, if it gets a damage counter on it somehow, that'll be a cool way to pull it up. It's only got 160 HP, mm-hmm. which really, really sucks. It's really low. But I think that plus collap- a Collapsed bit will be really awesome. Or Penny, I think, will increase in value. Oh, yeah, Penny, Penny. Its attack isn't that, like, terrible on it either. It's not terrible. Attach two basics from your discard to something. For one colorless? That's not Yeah. That's not terrible, like, if you're in a pinch. Like, I'm into it. One retreat, not bad. This is the consistency Arceus needed. Because if you don't see Arceus and energy on turn one, you're dead. Yeah, this is not bad. Like, I'm not upset. Yeah. And it's the green one. <laughs> I think this is, uh, I mean, I'm very excited for Paldea Evolve just because I think yes. it's going to be, I don't know, like I see right now, like in terms of like the earth becoming a planet, right? This is a really bad analogy. I, I, uh-huh. I preface uh-huh. this, you know, how it's still like figuring out what it actually is. And I kind of want to see what that as the format right now, because we just got, you know, we just dumped a bunch of cards and we got a bunch of new ones. Um, I see Paldea evolved as like, we finally have oceans, you know, <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> and, uh-huh, and things can yeah. start to form. I'm actually absolutely afraid of Obsidian Flames. <laughs> right? I'm scared. I'm scared for Obsidian Flames. I'm so excited for whatever that Charizard is. <laughs> I'm not excited for the Charizard. I'm terrified of what the Charizard might bring upon the people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm scared that there's going to be like a couple of trainers that I want. And the Charizard's going to be complete trash competitively. And that all I want are like, I really just want like, you know, Max Elixir or whatever is in this deck, in this set. What else do we know about from that set? We know about the Charizard. We know about the Mewtwo. We know that Golden Go is coming in that. Not a lot yet. I, we still have to wait, I think, a couple more months because like Japan's yeah. still like hyping it up. They just hyped up the set that's in between that because they've got like a little half set, uh, like the 151, which has some cool stuff in it, but I don't want to talk about it here. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, time. that'll be our, that's for November for us. So we'd have got a long time. Uh, it's actually like a really interesting set. Like they're still hyping that up right now. So we don't really know a lot about Obsidian Flames yet. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really, I like, it's going to sell out because Charizard's in it and Dark type Charizard at that. I'm going to be like, but I really just want like, you know, Max Elixir or like Hyper Potion. Yeah, something like, I'm just going to want like a trainer card from it. And I'm not going to be able to buy it because, you know, <laughs> some guy's going to be like, this Charizard's going to be worth $600 after I grade I it at PS at Beckett. And I'm going to hate it. I'm gonna hate it. Hey, I found a I found a base set Charizard at like 
essentially a goodwill. Oh my gosh. Did you buy it? I absolutely did. Fetch, what was the what's the coupon code for Troll and Toad? It is PucklePod5. PucklePod5. It is in the show notes. Yeah. I now own a base set Charizard. For I never thought I would, but now I do. I still own mine from a kid. It's been in a binder forever. I never had one as a kid. I never got the Charizard. I never got the Blastoise. Never got the Blastoise. Yeah, my mom brought me up all of my old, like, Pokemon cards. I found a whole bunch of the old, like, Pokemon tops. Like, remember those from the first movie? Oh, cool. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Those are cool. I found a bunch of those. I have a couple of, like, I have, like, an old, like, you know, like, uh, I found, like, an old Machamp I had. Old, like, you know, Hitmonchan. Uh, I have the original Sne- uh, Sneasel EX from... Ooh. Ooh. And I'm like, ooh, this is, like, decent. And I'm like, granted. And now I'm like, part of me is like, but now I want to complete the entire, like, tops. No, don't do that. Don't do that. The one thing that I got that just, uh, it it was the funniest moment. And I guess this is, like, not news or whatever, but this is, like, well, I don't know where we could call it. Um, So I was just, I go over to my parents every Sunday to watch 90 Day Fiance and have free dinner because that's what I do. Free dinner. That's the best. Yeah. And, um... One time I was there and they they had been cleaning out the garage. They've been we've been they've been at that house for 25 years now. Um and they hand my dad, "Oh, we found something in the garage that we think you'd like." And he goes and grabs it and, get, and just hands it to me nonchalant. It is a sealed uh what was the old like base set Gyarados deck? Oh, Forest or whatever. I don't remember what it was. Uh oh man, that's an old deck. I know which deck you're talking about. It's like the original like structure it, is deck, it still like wrapped whatever you want to plastic call it. wrapped it's the plastic wrap is perfect oh you gotta sell that like my i i have to i can only imagine what the look on my face was when he handed it to me just like nonchalant like oh yeah we found this it was in the bottom of a box in the garage which kept it safe from everything <laughs> sun everything it's perfect and my hands were probably shaking as I really gently put it down, looked up how much it is on TCG Player. It was like $700. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pr- it's worth a lot. I sealed that sucker in a UV protective case and now have it on display. <laughs> but yeah, it's so cool finding old stuff like that. I love the TCG. Ugh. Well, I kind of want to leave it here. We, had, we, we talked a lot. This is a good show. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I know that we've talked a lot today. And there's a few more things we want to get to today. Yeah. Nah, it's fine. Let's let's cut it short. That's right. We're going to cut it here. Uh, Next time we'll be back with some more stuff. It's going to be great because there's so much TCG stuff happening right now. Um, It's actually, it's like over, it's turning over like really fast, which is kind of crazy. We've got uh, the Pokemon of the episode coming up. So we are going to kick it on over, guys, to the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. episode welcome to our pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode this week is national dex 1004 chiyu the ruinous pokemon it's pokemon scarlet dex entry states it controls flames burning it over 5400 degrees fahrenheit it casually swims through the sea of lava it creates by melting rock and sand all right. Well, Chi Yu is one of those good Pokemon because we've got Regulation C going on, which allows the Ruinous Pokemon to come in. And the Ruinous Pokemon, let me tell you, are game changers. What? Uh, Chi. Yeah. I wouldn't say the only thing about just the abilities. 
Yeah, that's what that is a game changer in my opinion. Only because almost every team in Regulation C is going to have a ruinous Pokemon on it. Uh, there, they the teams that do not have them are in the minority and sometimes perform well, but not all of them. Uh, Chi Yu is very good because it, it does have the ability Beads of Ruin. Uh, Beads of Ruin decreases the special attack stat or special defense stat of every Pokemon. Uh, Mochi and special attack. Beads of Ruin do special attack defense, which makes Chi Yu even better. Uh, because Chi's yes. base special attack is 140 or 135. My apologies. Yep. Yeah, they nerfed it before uh, the they, game they came nerfed out. it before the game came out. Um, it's got base 100 speed, which is pretty good. Uh, base 120 special defense, pretty good though. It does get knocked down by 20 percent due to ruinous speeds. Base no, eight, it affects everyone, but itself. No, it doesn't. Doesn't affect itself. Oh, it doesn't affect itself. Never mind. I lied. Um, base 80 defense, base 80 attack, and base 55 HP. So not great HP, but it's still pretty good. Dark Fire is a decent typing. Um, I mean, Fire type is not resisted by a lot of things. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, if Fairy type is not super effective against Chiyu, it is neutral because of Fire typing. And its move pool is pretty decent. I mean, it's got, you know, all of the Fire type moves, all of the Dark type moves you could ever expect. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't get Eruption, but I mean, it's getting Lava Plume Overheat, you know, all of that stuff. It does get Overheat re- with Beads of Ruin is basically Eruption. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And- In the sun. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just absolutely insane. Uh, Chiyu is very, 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 very good. So definitely uh, would recommend playing with Chiyu if you can. Uh, which we have a VJC team for you today that includes Chiyu. Woo! So we're going to jump right into it. Our first Pokemon is Chiyu. It's holding Chili Specs. It's got Beads of Ruin, obviously. Uh, 244 HP, 68 Defense, 4 Special Attack, 52 Special Defense, and 140 Speed. Modest Nature, Heat Wave, so you can hit two people at once. Dark Pulse, Terra Blast, because you can Terra type into water, which I think is kind of odd, but um, if people really want it. Yeah, it's bulky, so I guess you could. Bul- Did you say Chi Yu is bulky? Get Look at its EV spread. No, it, it, it's for it's for other Palafins, that's why you Yeah, it's water. mostly for pa- Palafin, yes. Palafin is like one of the most centralizing Pokemon in this meta. Um, overheat uh, as well, like we were just talking about, choice specs, overheat with Beats of Ruin. Uh, sounds absolutely terrifying. Uh, we do have a Palafin. Because yeah, of centralizing. Yeah, Palafin and holding Mystic Water with zero what? to hero. It's uh it is got the terra type water because I don't think you should run Palafin with anything else because Palafin's not looking to be defensive, it's just looking to punch things. Yep. It's got the adamant nature with jet punch, wave crash, haze, and protect. Uh the EV spread, of course uh of course I of course it's a very basic EV spread of 164 HP, 252 attack, four defense, four special defense, and eighty-four speed. What I hate VGC spreads. They're just so non intuitive. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a standard Palafin. I mean, you haze when you need to yep. haze, you protect, you jet punch. The haze is actually there mostly for uh, for Dondozo. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's there for. Because that's that's still a, that's still like a semi relevant thing. Yep. Uh, also for overheats on your GU. Yep. Oh, I didn't think. Of, yep. Yuck. Isn't that a fun combo? Who would have I thought? hate that a lot. This is an ultra offensive team. So to go with that, we have two more ultra offensive Pokemon from, you know, Scarlet and Violet, because Scarlet and Violet only introduced pure offense. Um, <laughs> I disagree, Wo Chien. Liar. Okay, I think the offense wouldn't completely outweigh the defense. You are absolutely correct. I do not think they only <laughs> invited uh, offense to the party. No, you're right. They have a couple of defenses, but... 
Yes. Anyways, Fluttermane, uh, with a booster energy, uh, Terra type grass, Eevee is 228 HP, 156 defense, 4 special attack, 4 special defense, 116 speed, modest nature, with dazzling gleam, shadow ball, thunderbolt, and protect. I think that's a fairly standard Fluttermane just to hit things hard. Um, I'm pretty sure the booster energy goes towards speed. I could be wrong. I do not know the. Anyone I think know? it. I think it is speed in this in this scenario. Yes, because we're not doing much special attack. No, so I assumed it's speed. So you can go first. Um, it is speed. It's typical. Iron bundle typically goes for speed. Oh uh, no, this is Fluttermane. Oh, never mind. My apologies. Uh, but we do have an iron bundle on the team with a focus sash, terror type ghost, um, with four HP, two fifty two special attack, two fifty two speed, timid nature, freeze dry, icy wind, hydro pump, protect. I mean, I don't think there's anything that can survive, like, that is not, like, neutral to freeze-dry hydro pump. Uh, and then Icy Wind to support. That is that is a hard ask. You are probably correct. I don't think there is. There might be. I'm trying I don't to think. think. Uh, Empoleon, I don't think, is around. But even then, Empoleon does not exist You in this meta, currently. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. Um, take us home with the defensive voice, Seth. You bet. I, of course, took the defensive backbone because it's me, folks. Big surprise. We've got Arcanine holding safety goggles to keep them dang mushrooms from messing it up. Its ability is, of course, Intimidate, and its Terra type is Grass because that tends to be the best Terra type for fire types. EV spread is 252 HP, 4 attack, 4 defense, 204 special defense, and 44 speed with a jolly nature. He's pretty specially defensive, plus the Intimidate makes it a very good all-rounder backbone. Move set is Flare Blitz, Extreme Speed, Will-O-Wisp, and Protect. The Extreme Speed probably tells you why the Iron Bundle is running Ghost Terra type. It is. Keep that from hitting it. It's not mostly it's mostly not for Arcanine, it's mostly for Dragonite, but yes, you're Dragonite. Yep. But yeah, we've got the bulky boy Arcanine. Kind of I think that's mostly fairly standard Arcanine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I need to breed one if I'm actually going to get into VGC. Sometimes there's a snarl. Yeah, but that requires mixed. So anyway, the last Pokemon is the grass type in our accidental fire, water, 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 grass core. <laughs> grass and <is> God. <laughs> it is Amoongus holding a citrus berry. The ability is regenerator as usual. Terra type is water. And EVs are 244 HP, 244 defense, and 20 special defense. Very physically defensive little guy. Bold nature with the moves. Pollen puff for some healing. Spore for some sleeping. Rage powder for some anger management. And protect for some VGC strategy. <laughs> protect for VGC strategy. Yes. Uh, yeah, these are, I don't know, this team looks fun. I haven't tried it yet because it's Friday, and I usually try them on Friday and Saturday morning. <laughs> yep. Whoops. Whoopsie doodle. Oh well. Uh, so this team does look fun. It looks more fun than the Wochien team I've been playing. I've been like, yeah, I should <laughs> probably play Chiyu. Uh, Wochien teams are so it's so fun because I'm playing this one with like it's got like Parish Song in it on the on the Flutter Main, and it just like mm -hmm. feels really good when it gets off. When you're just like like if you get like if you get up a three two advantage against your opponent and you can click Parish Song yep. before they knock out another Pokemon, you just feel really good. <laughs> Then just chill. You're just like, I think I can just handle three turns. No, yeah, why not? Yeah. And then you end up winning and it feels really good. So, yeah. Um, but this one, I this is like hyper offense. Like crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Definitely, definitely, definitely recommend. Looks like fun though. No, no, I I think it's. A I fun like too. games that only take maybe five minutes to play. Uh, that <laughs> welcome to VGC. All right. Well, if you want this team, uh, you can check it out on our Discord. If not, you can uh, always get it if you're a patron at patreoncom podcast We will distribute it. All right. On that note, though, we're going to kick it on over, guys, to our mailbag. It's mail time. Sending your emails. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we might read your email on the show. Depending on how it goes, we usually have a prompt. Last week, we asked you what your Pokemon journey was, and wow, did we get responses. There are so many of them. Yeah, it was awesome. One, we have all these emails put aside so that we can read them on future shows, probably next week as well. Um, But we're also going to... I'm working on redesigning the website. Hopefully, by the end of this month, it'll be ready, and we're going to dump all of these on there, even the ones we've read, so that everybody's story is kind of cataloged, because this is a great way to get to know people in the community, and holy Mm -hmm. crap... A lot of these stories are really awesome. I did actually read every single one of these as they came in this week. I enjoyed all of them. So thank you for sending them in. Please don't stop. This segment, as always, though, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And we'll give the Green Tauros badge to anybody who had a good life, I guess, this week. (laughs) (laughs) And or is a good storyteller. What a weird qualifier. Yeah, right? Like... I don't know how to say it. Like, you sent it a good email, and it's just like, well, your email depends on how good your life was with Pokemon, I guess. Um, so uh, I am very excited to read these. Um, so without further ado, because some of them are long this week, uh, I do want to jump into it. So our first one is going to be from Lambo, actually the guy who edits the Poke of the Episode segment. Um, so I, I'm going to let uh, Seth go ahead and do that one. You betcha. Hey guys, Lambo here. I don't feel that my personal Pokemon journey is extremely unique, but like a lot of members of the podcast, I'm old enough to have been there from the beginning. While I was too young to understand how to properly play and beat my copy of Pokemon Blue, I have fond memories of playing Crystal and Emerald every day in After School Extended Day. I was lucky enough to have participated in all of the nostalgia-filled Pokemon classics like printing N64 snap photos at the Blockbuster kiosk, collecting the golden slabs from Burger King, buying the cards from my local KB Toys, and constantly checking for new anime VHS tapes anytime I went to the store. This sounds like my life. I feel right. Like, yeah, this like hits at home. You know, you know what's really bad. So like, I have legitimately been in the market like casually not like hardcore in the market but i've casually been in the market for a blockbuster kiosk <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> no no like i'm not even kidding like i believe it i kind of want to buy one yeah if one pops up like close enough to me for like the right price i will go buy it yeah i will go you heard buy it here it. folks why why i just think okay like from like a pokemon memorabilia standpoint claude i just think it is one of the coolest things to own like fair. okay fair enough i can't argue with that i think from like anything from like 98 to like late 2000 in terms of pokemon memorabilia is just really cool to have because it just captures a really specific time in the pokemon franchise where they were growing faster than they had ever expected and they didn't really know how to handle it so they were just kind of doing everything and there's a lot of crazy stuff from that time period now everything's a little bit more like uniform um and but like Come on, like, we haven't had a Pokemon jam jar 
<laughs> I still use them as cups every now and again. Right? We like we haven't had those in a very uh-huh. long like ever. We're never gonna get another kiosk either. Though they did come up with those like really cute cameras to hook up to Pokemon to new Pokemon Snap on your Switch, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Anyway, I'll continue on here. <clears throat> Unfortunately, like probably most people my age outside of this podcast, I dropped off between games Gen and oh, pardon me, Gens four and five because liking Pokemon wasn't really cool during that time of my life of middle school to high school incorrect but i mean that's fine eh, it's always I, been I cool. got that yeah he, he continues my adult wallet regrets that since i had to buy all of those games in the past couple of years oh. <sighs> it wasn't until college that i jumped back in with generation six and it has been a constant part of my life ever since i look forward to hearing from the rest of the co-hosts about their personal journeys sincerely lambo I don't want to hear about your journey yet, Seth. I'm going to save that for another I'm, episode. I'm holding it. I'm holding it. I'm ready. Good, I'm writing good, it in good. my head. I don't want to know anything about you ever again. Once upon a time. <laughs> All right. Um. Next up. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Claude. I'm going to say we have <laughs> Thomas. I don't want to reveal the last name just because, you know. Anim- Protect anonymity. the guilty. Anyways, <clears throat> Thomas says, my history with Pokemon technically begins in the late 90s, early 2000s. A family friend got me into collecting trading cards and watching the anime. I watched the anime on occasion and had a VHS copy of Mewtwo Strikes Back that I watched frequently. <laughs> on a side note, I found my original soundtrack for the first movie. Oh. Like the CD wow. full thing, and I put it into my yes. car, and now it's, you know. Is that the To Be a Master CD? Uh, no, this is the like. No, they had an album. Original movie. That was a separate movie. Yeah, they had a movie soundtrack oh. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every single time I hear the phrase on the road, my brain goes to Viridian City. Yep. Oh, that, that that's on there. <laughs> Seth, you should have told me. We could have we could have listened to that mute soundtrack the entire way to Fort I know, Wayne. but we were too busy talking about how there's nothing in Ohio but farms. That's true. Okay. Anyways, um, the same family friend gave me a copy of Pokemon Red, though I always wanted Pokemon Blue because blue is my favorite color. Uh, when I got a Game Boy Advance SP, I played Pokemon Red all the time. I never really made an effort to learn type effectiveness aside from the ones that would be obvious. I just liked certain Pokemon and made sure to use them. The same went for when I played Pokemon Coliseum. I always ended up brute forcing my way through with the Pokemon that looked the strongest. Pokemon was never really more than something I enjoyed on a moderate basis. I had a copy of Pokemon Gold that I played, but most of the time I was just playing Pokemon Red. However, all this changed with Generation 6, uh, which I consider to be the real start of my love for Pokemon. I got a Nintendo 3D XL for my birthday in 2014. I decided I wanted to go back into Pokemon a little bit, so I bought a copy of Pokemon X and thought Xerneas looked cooler, since I tend to pick the water starter first in all my other games, I chose Froakie. From this point on, Pokemon became a full-blown hobby. I had gotten at least one copy of each main series game since uh, since Generation 6. I had a lot more free time in college, so I played the crap out of Pokemon XY, ORAS. Now that I have adult responsibilities, when I do play on my console, I am playing Pokemon almost exclusively. Fun fact, thanks to Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Home, I still have the very Greninja and Blastoise from my first playthrough of Pokemon X. And one day you will eventually be able to bring them. To Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. If Pokemon Home ever comes out. Even though I'd gotten back into Pokemon, I never really got into anything besides the court games. I knew there was competitive Pokemon, but I never followed it. I started tuning into some of the Player Cup competitions that streamed during COVID. Then sometime in early 2022, I started watching more and more of the in-person streams that ha- uh, that started. I started introducing myself to the world of competitive Pokemon and started keeping up with... Uh, when regionals were happening. My love for Pokemon was growing beyond simply playing the games. I was involving myself in the entire world of Pokemon. Uh, in my mind, what 
fully cemented this for me was waking up at 3 a.m. each morning to watch the to watch as much of the 2022 World Championships as I could. No longer was I an enthusiast. I was a full-blown fan. Pokemon is now an actual hobby for me. Uh, Pokemon has grown slowly from a fad to an actual hobby, especially over the last nine years since Pokemon X. Can't wait to see what the franchise has in store uh, for the future. Um, Pokemon is a community. It's not just a game. Absolutely. That's the big thing I've realized over the past, you know, several years, I mean, especially with Puckle, is it, there is so much more. And I'm glad that, you know, we can convert more people over from like, oh, it's just a game to, no, there is so much more. There's always people around. There's It's always exciting. Oh, There's absolutely. always stuff to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for that, Thomas. I am the last one. I've got coffee locked. Hello, Puckle crew. Please join me on my nostalgic walk through my Pokemon history. On a brisk day in 1999, it was my elder brother's eighth birthday. He requested a Game Boy and Pokemon Blue. However, being the younger four-year-old sibling at the time and having the game and the game having a counterpart, my parents thought it best to include me in all the fun. That small decision would be would reverberate throughout the years. <laughs> my start of Pokemon Red on my Atomic Permal Game Boy was rocky, not understanding where to go or how to even save. All I knew was that the angry lizard and the Pokeball captivated me. I would spend hours fighting wild Pokemon, eventually getting a Charmeleon, excited when the flashing animation showed the progress I was making in the game. My brother noticed me repeating this pattern of grinding and turning it off only to start again. Taught me one of my first vocabulary oh. words. Save. <laughs> oh, no. No. Okay, to be fair, oh. to be fair, like, I was eight, I think, when this happened, and I still, like, I didn't comprehend how to catch Pokemon for, like, the first, you know, for, like, the first few days. Um, And then, because, like, I just keep rebooting it because I didn't realize that, like, you couldn't have multiple save files either. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I, I understand. A decision he would regret, leading to the constant badgering of a younger sibling for assistance. It was a positive It was a positive move, however, as my ability to read grew in proportion of a desire to play the game. That is true, though, uh, actually. Red and Blue drowned me in a euphoric nostalgia that has yet to be recaptured. Only the chip tunes of the battle theme, the absolute innocence of the world, and the immaculate pixel art can send me back to 1999. Pokemon Snap and Stadium only added to the added to the deepen the experience bringing these 2d sprites to life i do remember pokemon stadium just like being a big deal the neighborhood friends were necessary to keep to help pokemon stick as it became part of the local culture however this is where we ended up differing the printing of pokemon with a game shark or the use of missing nose seemed to belittle the hours i spent in the safari zone trying to add a scyther to my team or the constant grinding of the elite four to get the elusive porygon moving forward a few years to gold and silver i was ready to tackle the next adventure with everything i had the daily events kept me hooked, and the game and, and the abundance of early game Pokemon made it infinitely replayable. However, these neighborhood friends were still using hacks to make Pokemon racing through the experience to each their own, but they were confident they could beat whatever official Pokemon I had. The challenge was accepted, and I assembled my best team of Pokemon to prove that hacked Pokemon lack spirit. <laughs> actually, back then, that's like a, actually like a very real thing, especially with early hacks. Because they probably just, like, hacked in, like, a Blastoise or whatever. And the EV system back then was actually pretty complicated. Yeah. And if you actually just play through a game with a bunch of Pokemon, they were probably going to be better <laughs> than, like, a newly hacked team. My team of Charizard, Raikou, Tyranitar, Kingdra, and Gengar, and my beloved Porygon took them on. That's actually, like, a really good team, though. With Pokemon Stadium 2 as our arena, we began our match. Their Dragonite fell to a rock slide from Tyranitar. Their Snorlax's belly drum. And rest combination couldn't touch my Gengar with body slam, and Dream Eater made rest unusable. Against all odds, I bested the hacked Pokemon, claiming victory. The story darkens later that day. Without my knowledge, they reset a save on my Crystal version, losing all the Pokemon I worked for the past few years. 
Oh, well, oh well. I, I wouldn't be friends with these people anymore. No. My story doesn't end there as me and my brother kept up with all of the Pokemon releases. Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, Fire, Red, Leaf, Green, Coliseum, XD, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, Harkoal, Soul, Silver. However, after moving and finding new friends to share Pokemon, I found everyone absent for black and white. Being in high school, everyone's cluttered schedules didn't include Pokemon. Uh, actually, this is like a running theme. Like, once everybody hits high school, they stop playing. Um, that's what I learned from reading all of these emails. Leading me to play <laughs> White and White 2 in college, alone. I did the same thing my freshman year. I don't know. Maybe this is just like, maybe this is like a way my brain works, but like, I just didn't care. Like, if people wanted to make fun of me, they can make fun of me. But like, I liked what I liked, and they're just all dumb for not being true to themselves, I guess, to some extent. I mean, I, I kind of get it. Like, granted, like, I was so busy in college that like, if I needed to wind down and just ignore people, yeah. I would sit in my room and I would just play Pokemon White. Dude, I remember I being don't... on a field trip with a bunch of people and we just, and I went off to go buy it by myself and then just, you know, I don't blame like, you. oh, what'd you get? And I'm like, oh, I bought Pokemon White. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I don't blame you. Well, X and Y got a bad reputation. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, they didn't. What are you talking about? They brought my friend group back for more Pokemon and those missed out on for the best generations came back for nostalgia and stayed through the releases. I think X and Y are some of the best games in I agree. the franchise. Uh, I honestly think X and Y are still probably my favorite. Um, Scarlet and Violet are doing a really good job, though. Kind of upsetting that. I'm not going to lie. Um, however, after a disappointing Ultrasun experience and the announcement of Let's Go, I was getting fatigued with lower quality Pokemon games. After playing for a few hours, I realized it wasn't for me and moved on. I skipped Sword as well, thinking that my love for the franchise faded with time, until late 2021, when my friend introduced me to a Puckle podcast, where like-minded people who share their love and criticisms for Pokemon came together each week to talk trivia, topic, and the mailbag. Knowing that I wasn't alone in my criticisms and Game Freak finally catching up to console standards with Legends Arceus, I can officially call myself a Pokemon fan again. Now I casually play competitive VGC and look forward to each week's episode. Well, thank you, Coffee. Well, thank you. This may be too long to read on the show, but I wanted to share an early experience that others can hopefully relate to Coffee Lock. Well, thank you for that. And thank you to honestly everybody else who wrote into the show. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of these. Um, so feel free to keep uh, doing it. We will continue to put them in a folder and the worst case, they will be on the website. Uh, next week, uh, we do have a mailbag question of what would you like us to answer about TCG? Um, it will probably be read on the next TCG episode, but, and we'll continue to read these emails on the episode following that. So it's a little weird, but we would like to hear from you and what you would like to hear about TCG for the next episode and competitive Pokemon for the episode before that, in all honesty. Yeah. So definitely send those into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, but yes, if you would like to keep up with us throughout the week, the best way to do so is come to our Discord server at PuckleDiscord.com. We hang out and just chill and talk Pokemon or whatever else was talked about today. Um, all I see <laughs> right now is a picture of the Amoogus plush from the Sitting Cuties line. I saw that. And a picture of a pizzeria um, where they argued about Where's the spelling of Pizza at? Korea. General. General. Oh, uh, never. Uh, and then, of course, you oh. can... Uh, you can always follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Additionally, you can uh, follow, watch us on Twitch when uh, Thatch isn't busy and being taken to various restaurants throughout the week by his wife. <laughs> so you can go ahead and uh, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash podcast or youtube.com slash podcast. We're probably going to start streaming on Twitch again uh, due to uh, the ability to easily allow people to help me nickname Pokemon on my, uh, I don't want to call it a Whimsalock, but my global Nuzlocke, <laughs> where we play through each region and we invoke dupes claws on pokemon that have helped us uh hall of fame Ooh, yeah i like that that's cool yeah so like a after we play pokemon red it, any pokemon that's been a hall of fame is duped clawed out from every other game from there on out hmm yeah neat isn't that fun you should you should go the opposite direction though 
What do you mean? Oh, go backwards. I don't like that as much because I feel like it gets more challenging if you go upwards. I think it's more challenging if you go backwards. I kind of disagree. I kind of disagree. I think if you go upwards, it's just as challenging, if not more, going backwards. Uh, but yes, it, I think it's more fun as well because you get to use it forces you to do newer Pokemon and stuff like that. Uh, but you could potentially like lock yourself out of Pidgey very early. Oh, no, not Pidgey. I think Pidgeot's a pretty decent Pokemon. So don't 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 slam my boy. Don't slam my boy. Says only you. Do not slam my boy. Do not slander. So, if you would like to go ahead and uh, do that, you may. Uh, if you want to support the show, best way to do it is to go to Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Of course, <coughs> if you don't want to do that, I'm okay with it. But if you want to buy a TCG product, you can go to trollandtoad.com and use pucklepod5 at checkout for a discount. And it also helps the show out. 5% off your order. Yep. Until then, I am your host, Trainer Thatch. I am Seth Vilo. And I am Claude Nye. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. It's closing time in Lavender Town. Time to say our goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.